If you are in Sydney or Melbourne, listen up because we have some exciting news for you. Listen. Yeah, listen. Saturday, July. (laughs) Melbourne, we are doing Do Go On The Quiz Show live one night only or one afternoon only. Part of the Replay Festival at Comedy Republic on Saturday, July 6th at 3pm. This is 2024. And then the next weekend in Sydney, we are going up for a live Do Go On podcast at the fabulous Ritz Cinema on Saturday, July 13th at 3pm. Also 2024. Yeah, 2024. Yeah. Listen. 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 And get tickets. Buy tickets. Tickets at dogoonpod.com. Come. Let's do it. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky, and as always, I'm here with Matt Stewart and Jess Dave Warnicky, that's it. I was feeling, because we've known each other so long now, it felt weird to ask. Yeah. So I really appreciate you bringing well, that up. you saying that has uh, possibly saved me from anyone pointing out that I said Jess Perkins. <laughs> I <mispronounced> your name. <laughs> Hey, we're still recovering from New Year's Eve. What a big yeah. night. What a big night we oh. had. Oh, uh, went bloody wild, mate, let me tell you. <laughs> the, th- the thing is, I set my expectations for it so high and it exceeded them. Yeah. <laughs> Famously, that's the night to do it. Yeah. If you ever want to set expectations high and have them met, it is New Year's 100%. Eve. 100%. Anything is possible. It is always fun. You can get an Uber easily. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was saying, I, I was saying, you, you, you were there. On the way into town yeah. uh, for New Year's Eve, I was saying. Only place to be, town. Oh, you got to go ahead into town. <laughs> Fireworks, uh, you get the kids' session and the adult session. Yeah, you got to get into town. We're like, will Dave make it past the kids' session? He did, which yeah. is great. It was a great night. I obviously uh, fell asleep in the back of the car. You carried me into bed. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. that. So, um, but what do we do here again? Well, Jess would be the best one to explain that, I think. <laughs> That's right. Dave did uh, point that question at you and you've beautifully deflected that. Over here. Uh, what we do is each week, one of us goes off, we uh, research a topic. Could be anything from serial killers to Dolly Parton to mysteries to World War One. Um, we've done it all. <laughs> the big four. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they um, do some research, bring it back to the other two, tell them about it. And you, because you're listening in, while the other two just sort of rudely interrupt and make silly little jokes. Yeah. 
Really, the the listener, you listener, mm. you're the best one. You're just listening quietly. Yeah. Apart from the times you yell at your iPod, but we can't hear that, so it's, it doesn't really <laughs> it doesn't affect us. Affect the uh, flow of the episode, and we always start with a question. That's right. I'm doing the report this week, and my question is pretty broad here. What is the great Australian summertime adventure? Probably great everywhere summertime adventure. But what are you doing? You've got no plans for a couple of days. What are you going to do? Uh, you're at the beach. Yeah, surfing. You obviously come across some sort of uh, smugglers and then uh, it's up to you <laughs> and your brother to solve the case. Okay, so you're thinking like a Poirot-style like investigation. A hearty Jess, boys. what do you, a normal person, do? It's summertime. Most summers, I go on a road trip. Yes, Bob, yes! that's it. It's road trip. We're going on a road trip. Fun. Oh, I prefer to solve This one's crimes. not that fun, but... Um, you solve crimes. Yeah, I like solving crimes. Summer holidays, Christmas, New- that little time between Christmas and New Year's, you're like, oh, I can solve like three crimes Ooh. this week. Well, this is the perfect episode for you two. Jess, you, you can enjoy the road trip. Dave, you can try and solve this whatever it is. Okay. Mysterious uh, event, I suppose. Uh, this one was suggested by Sean Harris from Cartersville, Georgia. Niall from Melbourne, uh, here in Victoria. That's right where we are. Hannah from Washington, D.C., up on Capitol Hill. <laughs> and Hussein Mehdi from Antwerp in Belgium. Awesome. So this one, obviously, this story has travelled around the world a little bit. That's a whole three different countries that have suggested this. Whoa. Yeah? Wow. Okay. Three. Three. Including Belgium, obviously, the home of Poirot. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let us begin. Oh, I mean, do you want to know what the story is? Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's going to be called the Trump Family Mystery. <gasps> Trump. Trump. Do you remember oh, the Trumps? Yes. <laughs> Vaguely. I don't remember. I don't know heaps. I'm, I'm just the same. I'm like, I, I re- recall it very, very vaguely. Yeah, like seeing a newspaper article about it or something. But I didn't know the story at all. Yeah, right. No, I, so this isn't contemporary mystery. It is contemporary. I, when did you start working uh, in TV, in news comedy? Uh, about five years back. Oh, well, you were potentially there at this point. Really? Because this happened about five years back. Wow. Let us begin. On the 30th of August, 2016, wow. police arrived at the Trump family home in Sylvan in the Yarra Ranges just outside of Melbourne. Sort of just oh, yeah, beyond Sylvan. the Dandenongs. Yeah. Familiar, I've never heard of Sylvan. Yeah, I think I've heard of it. Sort of. <laughs> That's convincing, isn't it? Out I've towards, idea. you know, that little wine region yeah. out there, the Yarra Ranges. Yeah. I think I just said. If you'd asked me where's Sylvan, I, I wouldn't have a clue. I don't think I'd ever heard of it. Yeah, right. But it's, you know, it would be like a half hour or so drive from here probably. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, the Trump family lived on their red current farm where they also ran an earth moving business. The farm's website describes it as a, quote, lovely, tranquil property. The Trumps all worked for their family business, and they did that seven days a week. Jacoba, known as Kobe, uh, was 53 at the time. Her husband, Mark, 51, and their adult children, Rihanna, 29, Mitchell, 25, and Ella, 22. Police arrived at the farm as Kobe and Mark had been reported missing. When they arrived, they found a strange scene. Ella's silver Peugeot. Did I say that weird? Peugeot. Peugeot. Ooh, 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 la. Peugeot? I mean, Peugeot. it wasn't that yeah, bad. Yeah, it wasn't that far off. It I just felt a bit wrong. If you'd kept going, nobody would have noticed. Damn it. <laughs> Do that with it parked in the driver next to their Volkswagen. <laughs> Volkswagen. <laughs> and their Saab. <laughs> 
It's the only way you can say it. It's tragic that Saab has gone out of business. Saab. They don't make Saabs. Really? No Saabs no anymore. No Saabs anymore. It's tragic. Sweden's national car. The Saab. Was that Swedish? It was a Swedish car, yeah. Nailed Rest it. in peace. What about their Mazda? They've got, I mean, they've, they've still got the, uh, the Volvo, right? That beautiful box. World's oh. safest car at some point. Wow. Box but tell them, how about Volvo drives? Am I right? <laughs> Safe. Remember when they, they try to get, yeah, they, they try to take that back with an ad yeah. campaign all back and you wish you were a bloody Volvo driver. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful work. Anyway, anyway, so the police arrived and Ella's silver Peugeot station wagon was gone, but the other cars remained, including their keys in the ignitions. Oh. All, all cars have yeah. keys in the ignition. I think there's like three other so, automobiles. Maybe, yeah. That's that a, odd. Is that a standard thing for this family? That's how tranquil this farm is. They go... That's pretty tranquil. Leave the no keys in. In the ignition. Yeah, you don't lose them when they're in the ignition. It's true. You just go to your car. Where are my keys? Ready to go. <laughs> Some people have like a key hook inside their house. Lame. Uh, cow, cows have an inbuilt key <laughs> hook. It's called the ignition. I've got a key pineapple. Really? Yeah. It's a little pineapple shaped dish. Uh-huh. That's where I put my keys. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping, put it in the pineapple, I say. I was hoping you like hollowed out a pineapple yeah. and hid it in the fridge. No robbers looking at a pineapple. <laughs> my That's keys clever. are always nice and chilled. <laughs> and sticky. Yeah. Sticky and sweet. <laughs> I gotta lick them clean. There's a little treat for me. <laughs> yeah. You go, oh, I gotta leave the house again. Well, there's a little treat on the way out. <laughs> the house was unlocked. And inside, the police found the family's passports, credit cards, and mobile phones all out on a table. All out on it? Because I was just thinking, the cops have dug deep if they've found all their passports. and stuff. Because they're usually, like, stored somewhere safe. But they've just left them out. Yeah. This is a very trusting family. That is odd. You know what? I, I, I may have... That may have been an assumption I made. Right. But that's what it felt. That, that's how it read. Where the, would you look for a passport? Like, if you, you're the cops... Passport pineapples, Ooh, right? Yeah. Watermelon. <laughs> yeah, the hollowed out watermelon. <laughs> Keeps them fresh and sticky. <laughs> and a bedside table, maybe? Yeah. It means every time you leave to go overseas, like, oh, I've got to go overseas, but you get a sticky little treat. <laughs> <laughs> you hand it, hand it over to customs. They're like, what, the, what? Why is this so sticky? My friend is a cop and one time went to a scene um, and they couldn't find this person's phone they're like he doesn't have a mobile phone or anything so they didn't know how to contact next of kin or anything like that and he was an old man and she's like they looked for literally like five different police officers looked for a couple of hours like there's no phone here and then she's like he's old so is my dad where does dad put his phone top of the microwave goes to the microwave no there's kidding. the phone yeah wow. she was like there were five officers <laughs> in there and nobody found it she got in the mind yeah. of the criminal so that's why i'm thinking like okay where's my passport that's where i would look for them right filing cabinet filing cabinet uh-huh <laughs> so as well as the passports credit cards mobile phones they also found uh business documents and financial statements stacked in neat piles all out um these okay. were certainly on the table. So yeah, re- okay. ready to do their tax. Yeah. That's what it seemed like, but it's August. I guess that, that time's out okay. Yeah. It just seems like, yeah, this family just leave everything on, out. Do they do they own a cupboard? Very <laughs> yeah. messy. Yeah, it was a, a nice big farm homestead, <laughs> but not very good storage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it it like a small mansion, but, you know, Jesus cupboard space. Christ, yeah. Yeah. Enough for linen, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. what then do you what do, do you with do? the bits and bobs? Yeah. 
We do it at the Christmas tree. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that takes up a bit of storage space. Not everybody's got a shed. Yeah, or a paddock. paddock. Can you imagine their shed? Nightmare. Nightmare. Wouldn't even have the tools in a toolbox. They'd just be loose everywhere. (laughs) They certainly wouldn't have one of those boards with the the outlines gone. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So, very mysterious scene the police found. And this is, so just to confirm, it's Mark and Kobe. They're the parents. Yes, Yes, that's right. Wow. Mark and Kobe, the parents, and the children, Rihanna, Mitchell, and Ella. Mm Mm-hmm. REM, if that helps you. That does. It absolutely does. Everybody <laughs> hurts. That's how I remember it. So what happened? Yeah, where are they? Let's go back a few days. Um, so it was Ella's Peugeot that's gone? Ella's Peugeot. So the youngest. Yeah, Peugeot. Yeah, okay. Her Peugeot. I'm so sorry. I'm not a car person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a Peugeot. <laughs> they used to say, uh, let's Peugeot to oh, that's the That's good. That's good. We'll take the Jeep. <laughs> So we're not, sorry, not even going back a couple of days. We're going back to the the previous day, Monday, August 29th. This is when the Tromps leave their farm in Ella's Silver Peugeot and they head north. They leave their credit cards, IDs and mobile phones at home. Anything that's sort of traceable. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Something's happened. Mm. Around 30 kilometers into the journey at Warburton, the family realized that Mitchell (laughs) has, have I said that wrong? Warburton. <laughs> Only laughing because we were talking about how American people say Australian stuff differently to us. And we were going, <laughs> But also, I, I, I brought that up because I noticed it on another thing when people notice it when we say other countries yeah. place yeah. wrong. But I think that helps prove I also say our things wrong yeah. too. Yeah, and also like, <laughs> it doesn't matter, does it? Well, no. I mean, you say that, but you both looked and well, could thought, not have laughed harder. I thought you were doing that on purpose because of the Peugeot thing. So I was, I was like, oh, that's good. Well, that's what I was doing. Yeah. No, I mean, we knew what you meant, and Dave who cares? Scoffed. Dave I, was scoffing over there. Only because he was halfway through writing a tweet, um, <laughs> actually. Do you mean a Warburton? <laughs> I was yelling at my iPod, which in this instance was my microphone. <laughs> no, I just thought it was funny in the context were, you of... You two were from, you're from that area, I guess, are you? You're, is Warburton. that out, out east somewhere or something? No idea where Warburton is, actually. You just know how it's bloody pronounced. Well yeah. done. Well, it's about 30 k's from uh, Sylvan. Okay, right. Am I saying Sylvan right? Mm. I've never Sylvan. heard of it. Sylvan. I'd also never heard of... So around 30 k's into the journey at Warburton, or Warburton, uh, the family <laughs> realised that Mitchell has brought his phone with him. <gasps> Mitchell. What? What? You bloody tweeting, playing your little Tetris, are you? Unbelievable. Hey, guys, leave everything that can be tracked and Mitchell's like, absolutely not. I'm bringing my GPS. 2016, <laughs> what were the big the big phone games back then? Big phone, uh, Angry Birds. Angry Birds. It was probably, he's like. Probably a, wasn't Angry Birds, but Angry Birds is timeless. Angry Birds. You know? Yeah. Fruit Ninja hollowing Fruit Ninja. out a pineapple, yes. putting something in there. Frink, so, frink. So the, the family see that he's got his phone and they make him throw it out the window. Oh, at least they didn't throw him out the window. That's true. He's pretty big though. They make him throw it out the window. Okay. Uh, they drive through the day and into the night before arriving in Bathurst in New South Wales, around 760 kilometres northeast of their home. It's a big day's drive. It's a big day's drive. Straight to Mount Panorama. Exactly. Well, Just you know. Just doing a couple of laps. That's right. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, August, a bit early. They're getting there early. Time to bury their slabs. In the, <laughs> what some people do, bury their beers in the ground. Because you're only allowed to bring, so Bathurst is the home of Australia's big race day. 
uh, car racing. Car racing. The touring cars, the Australian V8 touring the super cars. Supercars. And uh, there's a rule there at Bathurst, Joe, this that you're allowed one slab of beer per person per day. <laughs> <laughs> They're very strict on that. That's so much beer. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And for some people, that's some not people, enough. So yeah. for maybe people that don't know the slab, that's 24 beers. Yes. Per day. Four six-packs. 375, you know, standard stubby-sized beers or cans. And then for some people, that's not enough, so they have to go in and bury more. How many days is it? It's like a three-day weekend, I think. So I'm, thi- I'm thinking, I'm imagining the boot of my car, and I'm like... How many could I fit in? Not that much, probably. So I'd be burying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a slab would last me. I'd have leftovers at the end of three days. Oh, my, that, that, that is, you think about it, one beer every hour for 72 straight hours. Yeah. No, thank you. I think I'm like that sometimes. In the past, I'd go to music festival where you could bring your own beer and I'd, I'd always be like, three nights, well, I'll need two slabs and then a few other things. Yeah. Like, Two slabs and then a bottle of vodka and yeah. some mixes. And you're like, no. And then I'll go, well, obviously I'll go to the bar when I'm there. I have a few of their cocktails. <laughs> and you're like, what, 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 when did I, how did I think I was going to fit that much liquid inside of me? And then you just have to take it home and just put it somewhere for the next time you <laughs> yeah. need drinks. Uh, yes. That's great. A slab per person per day. I'm I'm pretty sure that's right. That's I love it. So Such good. a great rule. So anyway, they've made it to Bathurst. They've made it to Bathurst. Um, so it's now you can't track a slab. They've got slabs on them. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Are they tracking slab. devices in slabs? <laughs> there might be. Mitchell, throw it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I, and I'm assuming. So it's not clear. There's not heaps of information about this story, even though it is quite a well-known one. Um, it's one of those ones where there's it's written about in a lot of different sources, but it's all with pretty much very quite similar yeah. details. Yeah. But I'm assuming they've slept in the car. Five of them in this Subaru. Like a, and they're adults. It's not like the kids are chill, little kids, you yeah. know, who could maybe curl up in the back seat. Those, they're fully grown adults. No, thank you. Not the way my dad snores. <laughs> <laughs> Around 7 a.m. the following day, Tuesday, August 30th, at Kelso, a suburb of Bathurst, Mitchell splits from his family after deciding to head home via Sydney on the train. He's had enough of whatever's going on. He's heading home. So they've driven through the night, 760Ks away, and he's gone, I'm going to take gonna multiple home. trains and head back he's, home. He's having phone withdrawals. Yeah. I've got to go back to I've got to go home. get my phone. That and phone that, means so much to me. I'm feeling a bit like an angry bird right now. <laughs> got to get out of this car. Uh... So now just the four of them, the Tromps head southeast to the Janolan Caves near the Blue Mountains. Are you familiar with the Janolan Caves? No. I hadn't heard of them, but I looked up the website. It looks magnificent. Cool. Uh, according to the state New South Wales uh, tourism website, Janolan Caves is one of the great natural spectacles in Australia. The most ancient open caves in the world with arguably the most beautiful limestone formations. Tucked into a remote valley in the Southern Blue Mountains National Park, this labyrinth of stalactite-lined chasms carved by pure underground rivers is a must-do extension for any visit to the Blue Mountains. So I don't know if all of a sudden they've gone, well, while we're in the area, yeah. <laughs> this is a must-see. I might have been there. <laughs> you might have been to the Janolan. arguably the most beautiful limestone <laughs> formations in the world. 
Yeah, maybe. The most op- ancient open caves? You'd remember Have that, we got? Well, we went to some caves, but I was quite little. It's like four or five. There's pictures. That was probably them. How many caves have we got here, you know? <sighs> it's probably Good them. Good question. Mum, Dad, <laughs> let me know. Give some context first, because I won't remember what you're talking about. If you're just like, yeah, we've been there. I'm like, what are you talking... Are you losing your mind, Mum? Do we have to look into homes? (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea that this family, like, went to, like, the information kiosk and said, what's What's around here? here? (laughs) We're we're fleeing mysteriously, um, but... What should we see while we're here? What do you see when you're fleeing? We've got time to kill. What do you see when you flee? That's nice. I'd buy that book. That is good, yeah. What you see when you flee. What you see when you flee. That's beautiful. I'd be like, oh, this is going to be a tale of, the you know. The Trump's Guide to yeah. Tourism, <laughs> New South Wales. Okay, yes. Uh, why the family went there is unknown, apart from obviously, you know, the, the obviously be- beautiful ambiance. But what is known, the daughters, Rihanna and Ella, at this point, decide to split off from their parents. Oh, they split the party twice. They've now. already split, split the party twice. And we know from an early episode, Burke and Wills, you never split the party. Do not split the party. Especially if you're deep inside a cave. That's ridiculous. The Tromps, they push Burke and Wills for the most party splitting <laughs> yeah. that we've ever come across. Yeah, I wow. On this well, podcast. If mum and dad split as well, that would be quite impressive. <laughs> So, well, so they've just left their their parents and said we're going back as well. Yeah, again, it's unknown why, but they they've they've split up. Um, Interesting. They do this by stealing a car and driving to Goulburn, which is about 150 kilometers south of the caves. Uh, perhaps they went to Goulburn to see Rambo, uh, the big concrete <laughs> Merlino Ram, one of Australia's famous big things. Yeah. Seems like they're maybe they're just on a bit of a tourist circuit at this point. According to the Big Marino's website, the Big Marino built in 1985 is a monument to Goulburn and the surrounding district's fine wool industry. Standing 15.2 metres high, 18 metres long and weighing 97 tonnes at the time of construction, he is an impressive lifelike <laughs> model of Rambo, a stud ram from a local property. What a stud. Uh, we spoke about Rambo in length on mm. uh, a bonus episode about Australia's big things. Uh, I think that was about did that about a year ago. If you want to check that out, as well as 130 other <laughs> fantastic bonus episodes, you can sign up uh, to dogonpod.com or patreon.com/dogonpod and hear all about it. Uh, other classics on that episode: Plotty. Do you remember Plotty? Oh yeah, I love Plotty. Plotty was so good. The Diplodocus. Yes. And uh, what else was it? The there? giant potato. Giant potato, yeah. which some people thought looked like a big shit. Wasn't <laughs> it? It's the big shit. That was a really fun episode. Yeah, yeah it's a good there, one. there are what we found dozens of them around There's Australia. So many. And I think, um, yeah, I think who was it? I think Siraj might have even put together a bingo game. And he then went around and took photos with all these big things and won his own bingo game. <laughs> Siraj, one of our great listeners and supporters. <laughs> Love it. Anyhow, so they went to Goulburn. So they've stolen a car too. Would you know how to steal a car? Nah. I, I well, don't... I mean, if the keys are left in the ignition, <laughs> that's, that's very easy. That's their assumption. Well, we could have any of these. They're like, what about that Ferrari? Why not? Why not? Yeah, well, I just assume the keys are in the ignition. It's weird that I'm even saying it because that's yeah. just how keys are in ignitions. Maybe, and then they, they get like... Lucky it's the one car with the keys and they're yeah. like, well, I guess everyone does it. 
My car doesn't have an ignition anymore. <laughs> I ripped it out. Um, no, pop, no, my pop that thieves. Yeah, so that makes me feel safe. Actually, great. I won't leave the keys in the ignition f- for someone to steal it. You've got a push button ignition. Do yeah, you? yeah. Oh, very fancy. It feels fancy. That is very fancy. Thank you so much. I'm doing very well. <laughs> it's an it's an old car. That I as far as I knew, it was only. Sports cars and uh, Ferrari top cars that did that. Yeah, well, yeah, I've got a sports Ferrari. <laughs> do you have a sports Ferrari? I have a sports Ferrari. Bloody hell. So one simply must have a sports Ferrari. Real upgrade from your old regular Ferrari. Yeah. Oof. It was embarrassing yeah. driving it around, actually. I just thought, Jess, you're 30, you know, it stopped driving the car you had <laughs> since you were 22. <laughs> I love the idea of, you know how like uh, like a Ford... Or a Holden or a Toyota, they'll have a, their standard camp Camry, and then there'll be like a Camry Sports yeah. Edition, which will have like a spoiler on it, and maybe like a, a, a lift kit or something. Yeah. Not a, probably not a lift kit, no. but it'll have like a have a stripe side on skirts it. and a stripe. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of Ferrari. Oh yeah, what'd you get? A Ferrari Sports Edition. Yeah, <laughs> it's got they a stripe a, on it. Put a spoiler on yeah. it. Whoa! Oh, you really flashed up that Ferrari. Yeah, the steering yeah. wheel's a sports steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. It's got, uh, got a leather th- seats. Yeah. Got a thirteenth cylinder, bucket seats. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so pretty. It's honestly, cool. very uncomfortable <laughs> and impractical, and cost me way more. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the." F- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, growing, getting bigger, it all means the same thing. Squarespace (laughs) makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And if you're worried about like, well, I don't know how to write stuff for a website and make myself look good, well, you can get help with the written content for your website with Squarespace AI. You can generate instant personalized results that highlight your brand identity you can explain what your site's about choose your tone enter what you need and bang you got some short and long form text baby so squarespace ai makes it easy to go live stand out and succeed online i'm so glad you had that bit because i thought it was pronounced squarespace ai (laughs) anyway sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses or sell files your customers can download. I don't know if I'm hitting all these words as <laughs> intended, like PDFs, music, or ebooks. I would love to buy Matt's ebook. I'd like to buy Matt's course, and you you can do that. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Be more like Matt. Oh, one hundred one. Wow. How yeah. many? One, does it go to one hundred two? It goes all the way to one hundred two. <laughs> <laughs> You can customise everything with next-generation editing technology. You can create engaging lessons your audience will love and then set the price. You can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Matt, how much is it to be more like Matt 101? Oh, three mil. Wow. Wow, like per month or? Yeah, USD. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash do. 
do go on. Wait, what were we talking about? Okay. They stole a car. They so went they to Goulburn. Car, they're in Goulburn. Goulburn. Home of Rainbow. You're in Goulburn. You're the sisters. You've just split from your parents. What do you do? Go to the Rambo. You split from each other. Of course. No. So Ella decides to continue driving the stolen car back home to Sylvan while Rihanna stowed away in the back of a random man's ute while it was parked at a service station. She just jumped in a guy's ute. Okay. Some I thought weir- that happens in movies. Some weird stuff is going on in this family. Do you, As a ute... You used to have a ute, Matt. Did you check the back of the ute? Never check the tray. You gotta check the tray. I'm now realizing. Yeah. Check I'm- the tray, especially if you're stopping at a bloody a road. You know, one of those big road houses on yep. major freeways, major highways that like they're massive. Oh, you must check the tray. You simply must check the tray. I'm checking the back seats of my hatchback to make sure that no one's going to pop up. Yeah, well, I mean, that I, if if someone pops up from the tray, you're like, all right. Yeah, you're outside the car. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like this was like a twin cab. I don't know that for sure. I'm pretty sure this was a twin cab, and and she got in the back, like the the back of the no, yeah, so of it the was car inside part. The She's car. not in the tray. I think so. Fuck, that's terrifying. But uh, if if you'd like, we can get this story from the horse's mouth. Keith himself, the man driving the Ute. Keith, <gasps> it was driven by a horse. You, you hear Keith? You think horse? Well, you said horse's mouth. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Dave, Dave is very literal. Some great association. Oh, I there. once uh, knew a horse named Keith. Only yeah. Keith I've ever known. Yeah, is this is my cousin Keith, <laughs> the horse, who at the time was fourteen, fifteen. Is I, it I, I know for you, it's it's Greg's and Gary's, but my pr- favourite comedy name is probably Keith. Keith Keith's is fantastic. Keith, Keith is in the same family as Greg and Gary. Keith, or have you? Keith, also Keith. good. Keith. Keith is amazing. Oh, yeah, Keithy. Do you know what I was thinking last night? <laughs> I've been watching the Harry Potter movies. Okay. He who shall not be named on the screen. And I'm like, that man's name is Ralph. <laughs> Ralph! <laughs> Ralph Fiennes has, like, the fanciest fucking name. Like, his middle names are ridiculous. He sounds so hoity-toity. But his name is Ralph. But that, he pron- doesn't he pronounce it Rafe or something yeah. as well? Which is, it's like, mate, we know who you are. It's Ralph. You're Ralph. <laughs> is it Rafe, he says, or something like that? Yeah, I think you're right, because uh, as we were watching, my partner's like, is that Rafe Fiennes? I was like, that's Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph. Ralph. Anyway. Which is a word for spewing. That's up there, I think, with Keith. Ralph is good. Ralph. Did you ever watch King Ralph? Yes, when of course. There was the setup for the film is the whole... Uh, English monarchy, the whole extended family are, are meeting for a family reunion. They, it's raining. Uh, they they have a big family portrait, mm. and it's one of those big old school cameras, and the leads are going through the yeah, water. Yep. They're standing in the water, and the photo electrocutes and kills the whole extended family. So the next person they can find next in line for the throne is an American man mm-hmm. played by John Goodman <laughs> called Ralph. And then the film's about King Ralph. <laughs> Tearing it up at Buckingham <laughs> Palace. Probably with a, a beautiful ending, I yeah, imagine. Yeah, I'm sure. Jeez, he was a fish out of water, though. <laughs> with a heart of gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that, it. Matt's review. I think I would love to... Oh, you should have your own, like, review show. Jeez, he was a fish out of water. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> that's very funny. Sorry. <laughs> 
She's stowed away in so Keith's car. She's stowed away in Keith's car. <laughs> Which is so well. And now we're going to hear from the horse Keith horse. himself. Yeah, we assume. I mean, <laughs> I had been assuming as a man, but there is nothing explicitly here I to mean, say that it is a man. If a horse was to a drive a human man, that if is. a horse was to drive a car, it would be a twin cab. Yeah, sure. Surely, that's right. I think it would be a convertible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, like- a bit more clearance. <laughs> So David Cole uh, reported on what happened next in the Goulburn Post, writing, Goulburn resident Keith Whitaker said the drama began when he pulled into a Caltech service station in Goulburn in his white Ford F-250 dual cab ute okay. on Tuesday around 11am. That's probably where I got the dual cab bit from. Yeah. I'm like, in my head, I'm picturing I'm t- a dual I, cab yeah. for some I reason. Swear <laughs> I swear, I think it's a dual cab. Uh this is uh, directly from the horse's mouth now. I filled up with petrol and drove off on my way to Canberra for a doctor's appointment. <laughs> Keith, did you pay? <laughs> yeah. If you're telling us every bit, Keith. Yeah. And then I paid. I used the card. Yeah. Uh, I also bought a... A, a little a, Milky a, Way. A golden rough and a Milky Way. Bought a scratchy, did not win. And a uh, chalky milk for my drive. I got to Lake George when I felt a kick to the back of my seat. Imagine that. You're on the highway. No. You're doing 110. You hear, you feel a kick in the back of your seat. No. I turned around and saw two legs stretched across the back between my seat and the floor. She was lying on the floor, Mr. Whitaker said. I got an extreme shock. I pulled over in a rest area. <laughs> you had to wait for a rest area. <laughs> I had to wait 18 kilometers. I was just <laughs> Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Yeah, wouldn't that, the assumption would be... Someone's in the back of my car. They're yeah. probably not here to give me a an extra chocolate rough that or Milky Way. That would scare the shit out of me. Uh, well, he was in extreme shock. Yes. About 20 minutes later, the young woman sat up and was staring straight ahead. Sorry. 20. What happened? So this is after he's pulled over. Yes. What happened for 20 minutes? She just stays still I in the car. that is what happened. Oh, my God. But that gives cops enough time to get to you. <laughs> Interesting you Not say quite, that. Actually. So was he just sitting there going, I don't know what to do. I'll wait for her to That's make the next move. That's what it sounds move. like, right? Oh, my God. Keith, you wild dog. <laughs> so he waits 20 minutes. Then she sits up, staring straight ahead. I asked her who she was and if she was all right. She did not know her name and had no idea where she was. I asked her if she needed any water or anything or was in any in any way injured, and she said no. Then I called the police. Oh, my God, so Keith. 20 minutes has gone by. Although, like, is it a crime to hide in someone's car? It should be. It, it's questionable. I feel like it's right on that grey. Is it a crime to give it someone like a you're spook? Bre- you're breaking into their car. Surely yeah. you can't do that. Surely you can't do that. Yeah. Was and it it's trespass sus- on your car? <laughs> yeah. It's a sus thing to do. To hide in someone's car, you know? Ooh. I would have called the cops much sooner, to be honest. Probably before the uh, you're pulling over. Well, my sports Ferrari has Bluetooth, <laughs> so I, while I'm driving still, I reckon. And a panic button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would have just, I would have gone, hey, Siri, call police. Hey, Siri, and panic. <laughs> I actually just set her off. Hey. <laughs> no, 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 all good. Hey, hey Siri. Just to confirm, you're panicking. <laughs> Siri, set off the back uh, ejector seat. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you just sat there for 20 minutes. Amazing. Like there was a snake in the back and if you moved it might bite yeah. him. Yeah. 
So he waits the 20 minutes, then she sits up, he talks to her, and he goes, oh, this is, this is now this is a bit weird. I'm going to call the police. Sounds like he's been very calm and, yeah. com- and kind. Wow. Yeah. More like, is everything okay? Why are you here? Something bad happened to you. Do you need you? water? Yeah. Are you all right? Yeah. yeah not, you're, you're, right. you're not a threat to me. Something's obviously happened to you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it seems like he's yeah, got good instincts as well because, I mean, yeah, potentially she, it was clear that she was in shock mm. or... Did he call the doctors and let them know he wasn't making the appointment? Oh, yeah, good point. He'd be running really late. Be running Look, but you, you know what waiting this. times are like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. But he, he's three hours late and he's still on time. <laughs> yeah. Those bloody doctors. He walks in and they're like, Keith? He's like, perp, nailed it. <laughs> yes. Uh, so he calls the police and then he says, until the police arrived, she mostly sat and stared straight ahead as if she was catatonic. They arrived about an hour later and took her back to Goulburn Police Station. Oh, yeah. Hey, I found a, a woman in my car. She doesn't know who she is and where she's from. Yeah, no worries. We'll get to that at some point. I'm sitting on the side of the road. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> I reckon you're chucking the lights on and getting there. Yeah, that one seems weird. I don't know police business, but it's not honest, like it feels not, like an hour. It's not life-threatening, so it's not... How do you know? I know. I know. Well, who knows what they're up to? Yeah. Could have been lunch break time or... Could have been whatever. a murder that day. There could have been multiple multi-murders. Yeah. Who knows? We just don't could know. Could have been a murder and There's somebody no jaywalking. Goulburn. <laughs> Goulburn might be the Mount Thomas of New South Wales, you know. Yes, 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 yes. Mount yes. Thomas being uh, the fictional town well, where Blue Heel is... Well, no, it's real in our hearts. Yes, thank you. <laughs> fictional in the real world. And it's like a town of 50 people where there was... A Just murder or big crime every 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 Tuesday night, yeah. <laughs> whenever, whenever the show aired. <laughs> Crazy! I wouldn't live there. I'd be locking my door on Tuesday night. Keith described Rihanna as a well-dressed young woman, and says she offered to give me fifty dollars for my trouble, but I said no thanks. I was just glad to help her. Mister Whitaker said he had come forward to remind people to check unattended vehicles on returning to them. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I, I've never done that. But I reckon you will every time now. I, I will I at least in, the next couple of days. I look in the back seat as yeah, I right. get in the car. I should, well, maybe I do should it. be doing that. I do it. I just have a little look. Yeah. Everything's normal. Yeah. Oh, okay the dog's there. still there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been shopping for hours. Um, no, I don't do And that. what do you do if you find someone there? Uh, it hasn't happened, thankfully. Okay. But I guess uh, run. Yeah, I'd okay. usually wait 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then I'd run. <laughs> then I'd say, are you okay? To see Hello. the situation just resolve itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Um, but Whoa. Yeah. He, he sounds really nice. Does sound nice. Good work, Keith. Keith. Yeah, good on you, Keith. Sort of like, uh, you know, ages ago we were talking about how you, was it, you always check your shoes if they're left outside for spiders? Yeah. And I'm like, I've never, I've never done that. Mm, mm. And then I'm like, you I'll start doing that. You only need to find that. a spider once and to I'll, start doing that. I feel like you'll squish him. So I guess maybe that's your being kind of the spider. You no, don't I'm not kind of the spider. I don't want a spider anywhere near me. Get away. Die. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> You're not one for the, uh, the cup and paper no. trick? My partner is, and that's what he does. And I'm like, kill it. <laughs> kill it. <laughs> How far away? It's got a scent for us. You well, better, sort of like, better drive it across town before. He throws before. it out the front door. And I'm like, it's just going to come straight back in. We have a nice place. <laughs> it's nice in here. Why wouldn't he want to come back in? He enjoys the decor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the aftermath of um, all this, actually just before this, while the sisters were still together, they reported their parents as missing to the police. Oh, interesting. So 
they report them as missing and that's why the police go to search the Sylvan property because their their daughters ah, had, they'd yep. split off from their parents. They're obviously worried about them or, or or whatever and they reported them missing. So the police go to the Sylvan property, they're they're finding all the strange things, keys in the ignition. And who's home at, when the cops get there? Every all the kids are back home by that point. No one's home. Oh no one's it's home. It's only the day it's only the next day. They haven't had a chance to get home yet. It's but. only it's the next day. Uh, Ella arrives home in the stolen vehicle uh, later in the day and the cops are still there apparently. Uh, she, She's like, hey. hey. Hey, this isn't stolen. Yeah, this car. I've always owned this car. This is a silver. Yeah, this is a silver Peugeot. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's different badges and color. So okay. it's not a wagon. I customized it. It's been customized. Okay. It's not illegal. What are you doing in my house? It's got a push button ignition. Gosh. Something I did for it. Wow. Uh, imagine doing that for a house. You just have a button instead of a keyhole. That's good. To open that. Yeah. The whole thing opens. Yeah, the whole house opens Fuck up. Yeah, that's Every great. door. Every, Every door. door. Even opens. the cupboards. Yeah. Things fall out. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great I idea. I need to think this through further, but it's sound. I haven't thought of anything. Yeah. Any sort of downside yet. Uh, so, uh, Ella and Rihanna are both charged with stealing the car. Because okay. they because they stole the car. Look, that's fair. Which was pretty clear. Once this story sort of comes out, if you're that person whose car was stolen, would you be a bit like, whoop? Like at least your car was stolen in a kind of cool story, you know? It wasn't just taken for a bit of a spin by fourteen year olds and then set on fire. Yeah, and you get it back pretty soon. It's done a few extra k's though. <laughs> yeah, that gets yeah. you closer to your next service. Oh, Bloody hell! <laughs> Throw in a service and maybe we can come to an arrangement here. A bit of petrol money wouldn't kill you. Bring it back with a full tank, would you? Yeah, a full tank, maybe a boot full of red currants. Hey? 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 Maybe a slab or two. One per person. <laughs> uh, one for me, one for my friend Barry. So she, she talks to the cops as well, she cooperates with them. Um, all right, let's go the next day, Wednesday, August 31. The following morning, Mitchell arrives home. Having caught a series of trains from Bathurst <laughs> via Sydney. So he left way sooner than his sister, but she made it back a lot faster. Yeah. How many trains has this guy yeah. caught? And he's got no like no cards or anything on him, so how's That's he right. getting on the train? Cash. So yeah. they, 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 they took, took cash with him. I think they... Because it seems like they were planning to just leave and not come back. Wow. So they just had cash. Um, that's why uh, Rihanna was offering 50 bucks Yeah, right Imagine I'm picturing a big wad of, of cash She's got a massive wad of cash Just She's only one? offering you 50 yeah. You're like, uh, thanks <laughs> don't, uh, don't you pity me <laughs> The disrespect So, yeah So now Mitchell and Ella are back They're, They cooperate with police Ella lets them know that the last she saw of her parents Was at the Janolan Caves that had already been um, reported to the New South Wales Police, but they're communicating as well, Victoria and, yeah. and New South Wales Police. So the New South Wales Police have gone to the caves and searched the surrounding areas, but there is no trace of Kobe or Mark. Uh, there's no trace of them because they had already left the area heading south again, crossing back over the Victorian border and arriving in Wangaratta, around 590 kilometres southwest of the Janolan Caves. Whoa. That's okay. another, another big drive. Yeah. yeah. And they're really zigzagging now. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, basically dropped the kids off yeah. up north and they've come back down. I'm thinking keep going north. The weather gets nicer. Yeah. 
beautiful beaches. Get into Queensland. Gorgeous. Yeah, sure. Why are you coming back into Victoria? You got a problem with Wangaratta? Not at all. I have a problem with Victoria. Right. Well, that, that's where Especially Wang. in August. It's cold. Oh, oh, what are you doing? Bloody lockdown state, am I right? Head north. Well, yeah, I mean, you're in Wangaratta, not too far from the ski fields there. Yeah, it can be nice. You know, there's some beautiful tourist spots around the place. We're just saying how I would road trip. We know it. the Tromps love a tourist destination. They love it. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. But they could be heading for Hollywood on the Gold Coast. Oh, that's true. The ultimate get tourist a three destination. Pass super park. Exactly. Three Park. Three Park Super Park, yes. <laughs> Three Park Super Park. <laughs> Jeez, that was the, whenever I heard that as a kid, my yeah. ears pricked up. Three Park cool. Super Park. You're like, that is, is that, a good deal. Is that possible? I don't know much, but I know that's a good deal. And then can we can we add a Two Park Super Pass from Dream World and Wet Wet Dream World? Wet Dream World. Is that what it's called? Wet Dream World? Mm-hmm. Wet Dream World. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I did not even... <laughs> Did not even use that why you were going. You were me like funny watching you work that out. <laughs> so many of the things that seem like I'm making a pun is that <laughs> fully unintentional. All right, um, I again got stuck in a little rabbit hole. Uh, I'm Wangaratta. Like, Wangaratta. Because <laughs> I'm like Wangaratta. I know Nick Cave lived there. Oh yeah. He was born in Warwicknabil, but I know he he um, lived some of his early Did- years in Nick uh, in in Nick Cave. In Nick Cave. Is that what they're doing? They're touring the best Man. caves of Australia. <laughs> That's true. They're <laughs> going from the town <laughs> hometown of Nick Cave. <gasps> you are good. You're piecing this together. Um, but yeah, there is a big. There's a big mural of Nick Cave there in in Wangaratta, I believe. Um, but I'm like, oh, I wonder if there's any other notable residents of Wangaratta. So I'm looking that up. Turns out Aussie war hero Sir Weary Don- Dunlop was born there. Cool. You, you familiar with... Yeah, I know Weary Dunlop. Mm-hmm. And so you probably... I was going to say this. This might be interesting for some listeners who don't know him. You know where he got the nickname? Classic sort of <laughs> like two degrees of separation punish nickname. What? on Dunlop is a brand of tyres. Tired, weary. That's how he got that's his nickname. Good. Yeah, it's like that's on the edge good of stuff. good and awful. I love it. it. Yeah, right. Big fan. Love that. But it's funny. Like we all know him as Weary Dunlop, and yeah. that was just because his name was also a brand name for tires. Love that. Huge uh, fan. Oh my god, I cannot get over that. That is so good. <laughs> Something I didn't know. Weary. <laughs> Another word for tired. That's amazing. Something I didn't know about him was he grew up playing Aussie Rules football, but then took up rugby union in 1931. You're the big union fan, rugby fan of the of the pod, Bob. Mm. Do you know this about him? No, I didn't actually. So this is wild to me. Just a brief detour here, <laughs> uh, much like we're on a, our own road trip. <laughs> uh, and I, we're going past and there's a signpost saying, Weary Dunlop Fact. I'm like, oh, guys, mind if we just turn yeah, off just here like- for a quick... Have a look at a fact. Maybe we could get a neenish tart and a pie. Oh, my God, yum. Oh, I'm listening. Uh, so, so he grew up playing Aussie Rules football, Victorian, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but he took up rugby union in 1931 as a 24-year-old, playing for the Melbourne Uni fourth grade team. You know, pretty low. Yeah. Low level rugby. But he quickly progressed through the grades. Obviously, he was pretty handy. Uh, worked his way up third grade, second grade, first grade. Then he made the state team and finally the national team. What? In 1932, he played for the Wallabies. Wow. He played in 1931, fourth grade, first time. In 1932, 
He played for Australia. Wow. Isn't that wild? I've never heard of anything like that. Is it just sort of like one of those things where you're like, you know, I haven't really played a lot of a lot of rugby <laughs> and they go, look, mate, we'll start you in the fours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll be right. They'll uh, you'll, you'll pick it up. And then they see him play and go, yeah, we're going to have to bump him up. <laughs> yep. All right, bump him up again. Yeah. And again. Yeah, actually, yeah, no, none of these are quite good enough. Um, Can we create a new level, like in, uh, in like some sort of a intergalactic <laughs> level for him He's to play? He's actually a little too good for the Wallabies. <laughs> that's amazing. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, I, it's like, oh, you're a war hero. But also, I just didn't know he played for the Wallabies yeah. at all, let alone that sort of meteoric rise. He was the first Victorian player to represent the Wallabies. He was part of the first Aussie squad to win the Bledisloe Cup off New Zealand. Cool. And he remains the only Victorian to have been inducted into the Australian Rugby Union Hall of Fame. Wow. The only Victorian. (laughs) Holy shit. Amazing. That's incredible. What a great little, like, side street we just took on our road trip. Anyway, let's head back. That was uh, worth it. Jump back on the Hume. I know when we were on the Hume and I was like, oh, it says it's a few Ks off the Hume. I don't want to detour that far. I was wrong. Uh, you know, that was worth it. That the sign a, said, Australia's best pie. Yeah, it was a worthy detour. Dave's happy he's got a pie. Oh, it was so good. We've got a little fact. I didn't hear anything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get me any sweet treats from the bakery? Oh, yeah, yeah. Get me nippies. What'd you get? I got a, a, a range of tarts. We've got custard, jelly, and um, other. Oh, <laughs> I'll <it>? have other. <laughs> An other tart, please. I reckon people have tuned in going, I finally... So glad to hear this story of the Trumps. They'll be loving this. Yeah, yeah. They'll be loving these detours. Yeah. They will not at all be getting frustrated or, or yeah. be yelling at their iPods. Hey, it's a new year. We're feeling a little loose, a little <laughs> yeah. silly. We've just come back from holidays. Well, yeah, I know you're used to us being the podcast who stays on topic, just yeah. gets the facts out. But, but we're trying something different this time. We're like, we're just having a bit of fun. Sorry, sorry if you're getting a little weary of these stories. <laughs> but um. You know, Dave, it's interesting you say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the Tromps. So, Kobe and Mark arrive in Wangaratta, home of uh, Weary Dunlop, yes. by the way. Only and, Victorian uh, to be inducted cave. into the uh, Rugby Hall of Fame. <laughs> so, anyway, so <laughs> Kobe and Mark arrive in Wangaratta. Soon after, for the final time, they split the party again. Oh, my God. No. So, they they've split, split every possible combination. Whoa. They started out as a fivesome and they've ended up as five singles. Uh, Kobe leaves Mark and travels back up north to Yass. Yass. Ar- around Yass. Has she okay. taken the Peugeot? No, she's taken the public transport. Oof. <laughs> the, the people's Peugeot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, y- Yass is about 350 kilometers away. Uh, it's not, why, not known why they split up or why Kobe heads back north again. Possibly because she... Knows what well, she believes her daughters are up in that direction. Yeah. Maybe she's like, actually, I want to go back and catch up with them again. Can't call them. No, exactly. Um, and yeah, it, they don't know how she got there, but it was probably train and bus or a combination. That evening, after 10 p.m., a young couple are out playing Pokemon Go in Wangaratta. This uh, there you dates go. this that nicely. Your earlier I, was, question. I, I was wondering if you would have, if you would have remembered that, because it was it was hot at the time. Oh my god, there it was, was a period it was wild. It was all you could just you go anywhere around Melbourne. There'd be clumps of people. It was like it was dangerous. People were like <laughs> yeah. getting hurt. Yeah, periods where people were, like falling off cliffs and stuff because they weren't looking. 
They're like, oh, well, there's a Jigglypuff over here. Oh, oh no! Seriously. It's generations from now, you go, yeah, I lost my granddad in the Pokemon Go <laughs> disaster of 2016. And you just go like, I remember like, I didn't actually see that, but I was working at the project at the time because I remember videos coming in of people like adults gathered at playgrounds at midnight and there'd be like 300 people there all playing Pokemon right. Go. It's just wild. So if, if you were working this week, it would have the project would have definitely been all over this Trump story. I think it was... By this point, it's it's all over the media. Yeah. Media becomes obsessed with it. It's making front pages. But did you say August 2016? Yeah. Yeah. I was in Europe at yeah. that time. Oh, yeah. there I you remember. go. Yeah. Two months in Europe. All right, man. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> remember? Oh, oh, I've traveled. Get it. Oh, I'm, I'm a virgin in Europe. We got it. <laughs> How did we do the podcast? That's what I called the two. Did we bank a heap of them? I'm, I think that's the only time I've missed two episodes. Oh, ah. that's yeah. Well, I think uh, I think we started a rumor you'd gone for some sort of a a camp <laughs> of a, with the topic that it's the thing we don't really talk about anymore. Long listeners will know what we're referencing there. <laughs> it since got out of hand, and I was long uh, listeners. People who are long listeners. tall. drawn into some very upsetting memes. Yeah, so we'll so just we'll, stopped we'll being put funny. a little stop to that one. <laughs> Upsetting memes <laughs> Stuff that if you saw it Without the context of the podcast You'd be like Jesus yeah, yeah Which is what started happening When people googled your name And image search So <laughs> Yeah We don't make that joke anymore uh, Anyway so Alright I've got to say It was Nazis Just in case, <laughs> in, case you, in case you're imagining it Even worse than, I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine But there is even probably worse. Stuff. Just in case you were thinking Of something really bad It was just Nazis just in case you were Is like, what he's saying oh, have they, Were they spreading rumors That Dave was a feminist or something <laughs> terrible like that. No, Nazis. Don't worry about it. It was fine. Anyway, <laughs> I was just panicking that I'm like, imagine what people are imagining. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't need that. No, you don't need it to leave it up to people's imagination. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, not our listeners. No, no, no. Don't no, know no. how dark you're getting out there. Bunch of freaks. So, uh, so Kobe's gone headed up back up north to Yass, but that evening after 10 p.m. Young couple were out playing Pokemon Go and Wangaratta when they notice they're being stalked by a silver Peugeot <gasps> station wagon. Oh my god, someone's trying to steal their Magikarp. <laughs> <laughs> this is our Magikarp! Piss off! Uh, one of the Pokemon Go players spoke to the Age newspaper on condition of anonymity, saying, I could barely see his headlights because he was that close to my car. Just that, like, real tailgating, like bumper to bumper sort of stuff. Whenever they pull over, the Peugeot stops right behind them. When they go, the Peugeot follows close behind again. Being really subtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they stop for the final time, a man, believed to be Mark Trump, gets out of his car and runs towards them. Fucking hell. He then stops in the middle of the road and stares before turning and walking to Wangaratta's Marawa Park, disappearing into the darkness. Police later search the park but are unable to find Trump. They do find the Peugeot with its keys still in the ignition. Of course. Classic. It's that calling card. Where else did you put it? That on? is terrifying. That is so scary. Obviously, you don't know who this man is and that something has happened and he's not very well. Like, that's fucking scary. Oh, my God. Ugh. Yeah. See, yeah, very, very creepy. I don't like that at all. Um, they also believe Trump has changed his clothes at this point. I don't know why they made that point in one of the articles. But okay. 
uh, I guess it's good to know that he's was he keeping like, up with fashion trends. We're wearing a tuxedo or something. Yeah. So it was notable. It was yeah, yeah it was different. weird. <laughs> Uh, the following day, Thursday, September the 1st, around noon, Kobe is seen wandering the streets of Yass in an, agi- in an agitated state. Soon after, she was admitted to a hospital there. According to the Daily Mail, after being admitted, staff recognised her from media reports about her disappearance and called police. Sergeant Mark Knight said doctors at the hospital had assessed Mrs. Trump about, uh, about her mental health and it wasn't of a good standard. That's a quote from... Sergeant Knight wasn't of a good standard. He added, it was the most baffling case he had dealt with in more than 30 years on the force. I believe from there, Kobe reunited with her eldest daughter, Rihanna, at a mental health facility for treatment. I think that was in Goulburn. Wow. All right, next day, Friday, September the 2nd. That following morning... Mitchell appears on the Today Show hoping to get his dad home safe. So now... It's only Mark who is unaccounted for. All right. Last he was seen, he was right. believed to be running into that park in Wangaratta. Does he know his dad's a big fan of Carl Stefanovic? So yes. he's tuning in every morning That's right. to watch the Today Show. That might, that might have been it, yeah. And Mitchell's well enough to appear on TV. and. Yes, well, it seems like Mitchell of the family was the least affected by whatever's happened here. Wow. He was the one who brought his phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was sort he of, he, he almost first. went along because he, he, he said that he was, he was worried. He want he just wanted to see where they were going and stuff. Um, so yeah, it makes sense that he'd be the one. Yeah. Uh, talking to the media. Uh, he's asked why his dad might not want to return home. Mitchell replies, he's scared that people are after him. He's not in a good state of mind. It remains unclear who these people might have been. Uh, Mitchell continues, I've never seen anything like it. It's really hard to explain or put a word on it, but they were just fearing for their lives and then they decided to flee. I've never seen my parents or anyone go to this extreme. It's nothing I've ever dealt with before, but I've had a lot of family support around me lately and hopefully some good comes out of this and my dad comes home and uh, and he's safe and well. At around 9.30am, the owners of the Miller's Cottage Motel in Wangaratta found one of their rooms had been broken into. The door had been left ajar, the bathroom seemed to have been used, and the bed slept in. There was also a muesli bar wrapper on the floor. Okay. Dead giveaway. He's had a snack. Yeah. This is a sign. And when it says bathroom is used, has he failed to flush? (laughs) Well, it said seemed to have been used, so I'm guessing there's just a few droplets of water in the shower. You know those old school motels where they'd put like a paper seal on the toilet? Yeah, there was a there was a shit on that. (laughs) (laughs) He could not open it. He couldn't work it out. How do I get this seal? He just shat on top of it. And look, I get it. (laughs) And they're like, I think a human might have been in here. Not sure though. Can't can't be sure. Send it off to the lab. (laughs) It's just a theory I have. Uh, this same day, an article about the Trumps is published in The Age. In it, he says of... Uh, this same day, an article about the Trumps is published in The Age. In it, uh, saying it says of the case, Sergeant Mark Knight of Mumbolk knows the family and says they have no diagnosed mental health problems or drug issues. No one in the family is accessed... Accessed? Accessed. Jeez, I'm struggling with some basic words. No one in the family had accessed a doctor or psychologist recently, which seems like wild information to be yeah. uh, giving the public, uh, or been issued a prescription, he says. They do not belong to any churches or sects, 
and do not have any debts. He's baffled. Okay. On Saturday, next day, Saturday, September the 3rd at 5.50pm, Trump is seen walking along the side of a road near Wangaratta Airport. Uh, he's picked up and escorted back to the Wangaratta Police Station where he's interviewed and after about five hours released. A family member collects him from the station amongst a throng of waiting media. Possibly it was his, his brother's a cop back home in, in Victoria. It was possibly read somewhere that it might have been him yeah, who right. was looking after him. Uh, so the, the media's there waiting, asking, you know, asking questions stuff. He flips him the bird. Classic. Mitchell and Ella speak to the media from their home in Sylvan, letting them know they appreciate everyone's concern. According to a news.com article from the time, Mitchell said he did not feel in danger when he joined the family trip. Uh, quote, I had to go with the family because I wanted to see where they were going. I couldn't leave them. But yeah, it was tough to see your family like that and I've never seen anyone like it. Asked what, tri- asked what triggered the trip, Ella said... It is very confusing. I still feel confused. I think our state of minds wasn't in the best place and there's no one reason for it. It's bizarre. So he was sort of swept up in it, but um, isn't really sure what happened. It's just amazing to be in the middle of it and like something was going on, but I don't even really know what it was. And this is after a few days of being able to process it, still unsure. Mitchell said all he felt was relief. And that that morning was the first time he hadn't woken up crying in a few days. Wow. In hindsight, I should have stayed with him, Mitchell said of his decision to be the first to separate from the family. The siblings were reluctant to expand further on details, saying police are still investigating. More than anything, we are just happy that dad's alive and he's going to come back home and all the family is going to come back home and we can get back to normal, Ella said. Um, They're also really excited because I... I don't know if it was that week or in the coming weeks it was Father's Day. So like they're like, oh, so glad to have Dad back for Father's Day. That's nice. Asked again by a journalist if he knew what sparked the incident, uh, Mitchell Trump said there were a few things but nothing he could state for sure, saying um, there are possible things but I can't say at this stage because I'm not certain. I can see why the public want to know but it's a family matter and we just want the family to be back together and for everything to work itself out. And I think it will. So he's sort of, he's like suggesting that there's something, but yeah. he, does, he says he can't say what it is. And that's still not clear what those things were because mm. they've been very private about it ever since. Uh, in the following days, Rihanna and Kobe were released from their treatment facility and the family uh, is all reunited and heads back to the farm. And by the sounds of it, have gotten their life back to normal as they were hoping. So what happened? Yeah. It's still unclear. Mm. Okay. But there's theories, some seemingly more solid than others, but well, let's go through a few of them. One of the prominent theories at the time was that the family had been affected by chemicals used on the farm or perhaps their water supply had been affected by a toxin somehow and that led to a collective paranoia. This seems to have been ruled out, though, after an inspection of the farm found no traces of anything sus like that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that was that was my sort of... I was like, gas leak. Always think gas leak. Yeah. But, yeah, that would sort of make sense, but if that... Apparently, it's been, yeah, it's been ruled out, yeah. but... I mean, I'm not willing to rule anything in or out right now. I think that's wise. 
Uh, another theory is that the family owed some bad people money and were fleeing from them, which might explain why they had been sorting through their financial records before suddenly leaving the house. As they realised, oh no, <laughs> we don't have any money. <laughs> yeah. Apart from this cash that we're leaving with. <laughs> Uh, this was also ruled out by authorities who said the family businesses were all profitable and they weren't in any financial stress. Though some argue that there could have been other unknown debts that the cops don't know about, uh, but there doesn't seem to be any evidence of mm. this. But who, yeah, I mean, who, who knows? But we, we have seen that they have withdrawn $50,000 <laughs> and it does appear to be a... a, a uh, $50,000 credit in a bank account of a known uh, mob <laughs> boss. But I, we cannot be sure. And we did find Keith's head in the bed. There's <laughs> <laughs> Keith's a horse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, others have suggested that they were involved in some sort of a cult and were attempting to flee, but you heard the, uh, the policeman... Knight, who knew the family quite well, saying it was trying to dispel that to the yeah. media, saying they're not involved in any cults or religious organisations mm. because that was a rumour that was or a theory that was sort of spreading around. That's interesting, because it really caught the nation's attention. Yeah, at the time, and so everyone had their theory, um, and maybe it, part of the re- it's why they're like, hey, this is a family matter, just leave us alone. But they were being pretty respectful. Yeah. Apart from when Mark flipped them the yeah. bird. He later sort of apologised for that. <laughs> Sorry about that, everyone. Sorry about that, guys. When you say sort of apologise. Well, you know, I didn't say... Oh, I'm sorry that I flipped you the bird. He said something like, I really appreciate everyone's concern, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. I went to give a thumbs up. I put the wrong finger <laughs> up and it was too late. The car was gone. I was like, oh, no. Oh, dear. What have I oh, done? I, I said to the driver, do a U-turn. They, they refused. To, I went to do this. Give me a thumbs up. And then one of these to show oh. you my wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had great dexterity or control of my digits. I apologize. <laughs> uh... So, so yeah, th- th- there's a few of the vaguely believable ones. Yeah. Then there's ones that are even more believable, such as... <laughs> more people. Uh, there are some, and you still see them commenting on, on uh, clips or, or threads online, saying that it seems to point pretty clearly to an alien encounter. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty clear. They don't and extrapolate obvious. a lot from that, but I think you sort of can Your tone join is the dots there. Sounding almost sarcastic, but this—I really—that's very flattering to suggest I have more than one tone. But <laughs> <laughs> this is number one theory: aliens. Yeah. I agree. That's the only thing. Like I was thinking that this whole time, I've just been thinking alien encounters. Aliens. Well, now how does the aliens play into this? What do you think's happened there? Buzzed them. Yep. And then came down and went, buzz. Aliens, aliens have said, what we need you to do is go to a big cave and then visit the home of Nick Cave mm-hmm. and then split the party. And they did exactly that. They, did, they did everything they were yeah. instructed to. Well, if that, yeah, no, I hadn't really, now that you've said it like that, that does okay, make a lot more sense. Okay, here's what happened. So aliens come down they're like, hello, we're aliens. I know yep. this can be a little confronting for you. We are super friendly, stoked to be here. Um, to, you know, as a, as a gesture, we would love to invite you to our spaceship for dinner. And the family were like, that's actually really nice. Let's go. So off they go. Nobody at the time realized that human stomachs cannot process alien food. Oh, no. Oh, God. It's, just, it's just food poisoning. It's made right. a bit loopy. 
Okay, and it wears off in a yeah, and of course they're being secretive because I don't want to give away the aliens because not everybody's going to be so welcoming. Yeah, that's true. Mm. You know what the feds are like? They're always like, "Oh, I'll get these aliens," and and it's like Fox nah. Mulder's sort of the exception, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot more Scullies than Mulders. <laughs> if you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, so that, that's one of the more believable theories. Also, another one that I think is pretty um, solid. Solid would be that. Demonic possession was involved. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I confused my theory. I actually think it, this is right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so maybe Mark is a demon. Is a demon. Well, has been possessed at the very least. At the very least, by a demon. Um, and then you know, and, and you know what demons are like? Yeah. Love Ooh. a road trip. They, they love they road love, trips. They love caves. Yeah. Yes. They love the Prince of Darkness, Nick Cave. Yes. Yeah, that's true. This makes sense. So that, yeah, that one, I mean, I don't have to go into that too much, but I think that one obviously is a, I'll put that in the maybe pile. <laughs> uh, but the most persistent theory, and this is the one that, if, if if this was solved, this is what people would say is the, this is the, the truth. Okay. I mean, the alien people would also say they've solved it with yeah. that, their theory, but... Most persistent theory is that the family was suffering from a shared psychotic disorder, also known as a folie a deux. Which I think is French for, I think it's French for madness of two. Oh, yeah, okay. Am I saying deux, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, according to <laughs> a US government health website, the term folie a deux includes several syndromes in which mental symptoms, particularly paranoid delusions, are transmitted from one person to a, uh, one or more others with whom the apparent instigator is in some way intimately associated so that he or she and they come to share the same delusional ideas. Although this condition involves two people, it can extend from the original subject to three, four, or five persons, aka folie a trois, folie a quatre, folie a cinque, or even a whole family, folie a family. <laughs> Which I guess is this what's is happening what this one feels in, in like, this yeah. case. Even though it's all what people talk about, I always say follow a de. Yeah. But um, apologies to the French listeners. I know that this would be making you yell at your iPods right now. Um, an exact figure for the incidence and prevalence of a follow a de is not available. It is certainly more common in isolated communities and families where there is a great urge to defend the status quo. So, I mean... Isolated families, yeah. they're a family on a farm working seven days a week together. Yeah, all very close. It very insular world they've created. Yeah. According to this great compendium, uh, I found wikipedia.org. Are you familiar oh. with this? Is that a French website? Uh, yeah, I think it's actually a French website mainly about French psychiatric oh, disorders yeah. and, and these sort of things. Oh, that's really niche. Yeah, it is pretty niche, but it's it's pretty in-depth in that niche, yeah. which is, you awesome. know, the internet's got the ability to do that. Yeah. So check it out if you're in, interested in those sort of things. Wikipedia.org uh, writes, while the exact causes of shared delusional disorder are unknown, the main two contributors are stress and social isolation. So mm. potentially both of those are ticked. Uh, people who are socially isolated together tend to become dependent on those they are with, leading to an induces influence on those around them. Additionally, people developing shared delusional disorder do not have others reminding them that their delusions are either impossible or unlikely. Mm. You know, if you're going out and you're working with different groups and socializing with another group, you're probably talking about these things. And they're going, oh, no, that's 
it's pretty unlikely that people are after you yeah, or yeah. whatever. It's pretty unlikely aliens are after you. Yeah. What are you talking about? Uh, because of this, treatment for shared delusional disorder includes those affected be removed from the inducer. Stress is also a factor because it triggers mental illness. The majority of people that develop shared delusional disorder are genetically predispo- predisposed to mental illness, but this predisposition is not enough to develop a mental disorder. However, stress can in- increase the risk of this disorder. When stressed, an individual's adrenal gland releases the stress hormone, cortisol, mm-hmm. into the body, increasing the brain's level of dopamine. This change can be linked to the development of a mental illness such as a shared delusional disorder. So then this kind of seems to add up. I haven't talked about that much, but the kids did say that uh, their dad, Mark, was getting increasingly stressed in the lead up uh, to the event. So it makes sense maybe that Mark started to believe people were after the, his mm. money and his family. Slowly this idea was passed on to his partner, Kobe. And then it seems Rihanna was the next most affected and then maybe to a lesser extent on Ella and then not so much on a Mitchell, but... Mitchell's always on his phone. He's on his phone playing Angry Birds. Yeah, that's right. What did you say? And the bloody (laughs) old people like, oh, the kids these days are always on their phones. Well, it just saved Mitchell's life. Yes, Yes, it did. Okay. Yeah. They're they're all working. Like seven days a week is hectic. You know, there's only... I I know the Beatles will tell you otherwise, but there are only seven (laughs) days a week. So... Oh. That's all of them. Um, and that you know, there's no outside or well, few outside influences. Well, was it Jack Nicholson? All work and no play. Yes. Mm. Go on. <laughs> ah, you know the rest. <laughs> Since the incident, uh, the Trumps have returned to their farm life and have kept a low profile. And it seems like life has returned to normal. No criminal charges came about from the road trip after Rihanna and Ella's car theft charges were dropped. Okay. And uh, I think they. The person whose car it was seemed to be okay with that. Oh, that's nice. In 2017, a year after their infamous road trip, Rihanna spoke briefly with Woman's Day magazine and added weight to the whole folly adieu theory. News.com summarized saying, uh, Miss Trump told Woman's Day, we're all very embarrassed. We didn't want to be famous. That's for famous people. So true. Don't you reckon? So well Fame's said. for the famous. They oh, can yeah. keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always said that. But I think maybe this was possibly in response to some people were like, oh, this just seems like the... Yeah. Like, you know how cynical some people are? Oh, yeah, this is just... Uh, they're looking for attention. attention. Here yeah. we go. They just want to be on Celebrity Big Brother. We know it. <laughs> we know what they're doing. They want to they're go like, on Family Feud with Grant Denya. <laughs> they're like, no, no. We, we, de- we didn't want... Like, what a wild way to go about it. Yeah. Um Miss Trump said her father had been suffering from a mental breakdown, which she now realizes had been building for some time. Mm. She said part of the reason he decided to leave the farm was because he felt like he was in danger, but also because he wanted to spend time as a family. In the interview, Miss Trump said she did start believing her father's claims that the family were in danger. She said she believes it was the buildup of stress that caused the incident. You have a few things and they do build up. You can get sick in some way, she said. So she she was really... I mean, you, it ended up with her jumping into a, a guy's ute. Yeah. She didn't, you know? Yeah. Thank and then being, not forgetting who she, her name. And mm. amazing, this all started from her dad believing yeah. uh, uh, that people were after him. Yeah. Incredible, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, so that that's... 
that seems like what it, it was and that's but I mean uh, people still do talk about it as you know the internet will do that aliens and whatnot mm. but it seems like that's the one that makes the most sense I hadn't heard of this folio do but I'm going to finish with a, a few examples of it happening in other cases so many of the examples I found ended up with grisly murders Aww. unfortunately like a, a lot you know like people being brought along and then believing a delusion and yeah. then um but i'm going to give you three examples off this website i just mentioned before but i should give it another plug uh wikipedia.org oh yep um but these are the examples that was that, that was one on of also. french psychiatric disorders. yes which yeah, is great. why they they have uh quite a few examples yeah, about awesome. uh folly is it in french uh, I think the internet automatically translates it. Oh, Love that is that. so either good. The, either the internet does or my brain does. Is that possible that my I can read French and I'm just... It's not impossible. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm, so I can't say definitively either way. Yeah, fair enough. It possibly yeah. is in French okay. and I can just read French. Yeah, cool. And translate it into That's English. amazing. Well, it is if it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd be stoked if that That'd is the case. That would be so handy, actually. Uh, so the first one does end grisly, but I'll, the other two don't, not so much. Uh, in May, this one potentially could be a, a tone bonus report at some point, but Ooh. very briefly, in May 2008, <laughs> uh, there was a case with twin sisters Ursula and Sabina Erickson. Ursula ran into the path of an oncoming truck sustaining severe injuries uh, Sabina, a twin, then immediately duplicated a twin's action by stepping into the path of an oncoming car. This is on film. Like, it was played on one of those, like, police traffic reality shows in England. Um, both a bit full on. Both yeah. sisters survived the incident with severe but non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, it was later claimed that Sabina Erickson was a secondary sufferer of folly adieu, influenced by the... Uh, presence of her sister Ursula who was the primary uh, Sabina, Sabina later told an officer at the station we say in Sweden that an accident rarely comes alone usually at least one more follows maybe two which is very ominous Ooh. she was then released from hospital behaved erratically before stabbing a man to death oh my god yeah so that's a, that's a full on story there's wow. more to it but um so that's one example. The next one. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, yeah fuck. that's a good one. You're, you're not wrong. That was a grisly one. I yeah. said wow, but I meant wow in like a bad way. Holy fuck. Like a, oh, wow. I'm, not, I'm shaking my head as I say it, you know? Um, the next one we're kind of familiar with. Uh, in the book Bad Blood, Secrets and Lies in a Silicon Valley Startup, suggests that the this ailment plagued the founder of Theranos, Elizabeth Holmes. Oh. And her boyfriend slash business partner, Ramesh Balwani. Can't remember if Naomi mentioned that, but yeah, supposedly that was some maybe that, mm. that's w at least what uh, one theory is about what was going on with them was that the, maybe they were, they were sort of feeding this delusion. I don't know if that's suggesting that they believed that this all worked because in that story, it was pretty clear that they were they knew it wasn't cutting working. corners and yeah. they were lying about it. Hmm. The Trumps are also now featured on this wiki page as an example, um, as well as, yeah, a bunch of other grim ones. And there's some ones not on wiki that were equally just r real sad. And the last one I'll tell you about is is not 
so grim and it's i think it's the case that actually helped they coined the term over so i think it oh, wow. happened in france i think it wasn't in the 1800s i think it was a while back anyway and it was briefly a married couple by the name of margaret and michael were both aged 34 years uh and they were discovered to be suffering from a folly adieu when they were both found to be sharing similar delusions they believed that certain people were entering their house, spreading dust and fluff, and wearing down their shoes, like wearing the soles of their shoes down. Both had, in addition, other symptoms supporting a diagnosis of emotional contagion, which could be made independently in either case. So that's, uh, I mean, it's all, it's, it's, just, it's all. It's like, a little more harmless. Sad, but, but yeah, it's yeah. all sad, but it's still like. But isn't that amazing that our bodies can do that? Yeah, I know. It can not pick just, up on what somebody else's body is doing. Ideas can be yeah. kind of contagious. Yeah. Which is very, yeah, very fascinating. Amazing. And I guess and only with people that you're like very, very close to. And that's why yeah. I keep everyone at a distance. Yes. In case. I will not Safe. succumb. Follow your do. Safety first. You guys don't even know my real name. Duh. <laughs> Duh Perkins. But I have been wearing your shoes whilst you sleep. Wearing them down. Wearing them Spreading down. Spreading dust. And fluff. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's ridiculous to... We do this all the time with the mystery ones, but... And it's ridiculous that you've heard my yeah. brief version of this story. Do you have a... Does it, does it give you any... Any any instinct to what you think might have been the case? Yeah, it felt like some sort of... Folly de yeah um or or yeah I would have been leaning towards like toxins or something affecting them that way but then you would kind of think once you move away from it and you're not drinking that water for example maybe it would wear off fairly quickly but when when they're saying that like the way to get over this is to remove them from yes like the source so would that be just like separate the family for a bit yes which they doesn't sound like they've done but it sounds like they've had a lot of support come mm. in like their extended family and stuff they're all and they're you know they're all looking after each other now that i think once you're aware of something like this yeah. it probably makes it easier to um break the cycle yeah. of it or whatever and if splitting everyone up is like the best way to do it splitting the party yeah. sounds like that was actually the way to yeah sort of everyone one by one they realize hang on what's going on yeah yeah which which yeah sort of makes sense as to why they would start breaking off like oh this is a bit much i need to get yeah, yeah. but then mitchell later goes oh, i really should have stayed and tried to i know but you think about that maybe they would have just fed each other's delusion yeah, yeah exactly, that's right yeah. And maybe done something it probably regrettable. did the right yeah. thing by doing going and leaving yeah. and it all did end up Happily in the end, which I, is... I thought you were going to tell us that Mark especially died. I thought they're going to. I thought yeah. the mystery was going to be what happened to him. Where, yeah. Where's his body or something? But yeah, so that's really a welcome relief. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's rare that these these kind of stories end like that because, you know, if if he did go missing, you'd still be like he wouldn't have been around to go. No, I, I, I didn't know anyone. Money. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's because yeah, you kept saying stuff like it's believed. We're not sure why, and I'm thinking that means one of them's gone. Yeah, but it's yeah. just because they because were in they, a different state. They can't answer the question. And and now have been very private about it. Yeah. Like that very short interview with Woman's Day. Yeah. You know, Understandable was, being private about it, I guess. Yeah. Hundred percent. I would. I mean, I would, I would have done the same thing but then course, i would then like if you're private about it you're not going to get on celebrity big brother or family feud that's true so it is a yeah it's a, a really, win win lose scenario really wasted that opportunity yeah, yeah. we'd kill to be on celebrity big brother <laughs> <laughs> and think sometimes I'd... that's what it takes 
Um, all right. Well, well, a great report, I've got to say. I didn't know. I didn't know about that story. I had obviously I was just out of overseas for the right amount of weeks, so I I wasn't across that story at all. So that was really cool. Yeah, I'm not sure why. I I think I don't really follow the news that much. Nah, I I definitely heard about it more after the fact. Right. I don't remember you know seeing it reported on at the time. Because you wake up with Carl most days, don't you? <laughs> I wake up with Carl. Oh yeah. And whoever the Every co-host day. is. Yeah, whoever it is. At the time, it would Lisa Wilkinson. It's not even Carl, Carl anymore, Lisa, is it? Yeah. Is Carl gone? Carl's never known. No, he's back on the Today Show. Oh, okay. Carl's good, back. Good for Carl. Carl's back. He's charming. He's a larrikin. Good on him. He wore the same suit for a year yeah, one time. As no a one statement. noticed. It was a feminist statement. And I'm like, ooh, stepping on my toes a bit there, <laughs> buddy boy. Back off, back Carl. Back off. You don't lean in, the ladies lean that's in. Why like, you've that's why you That's what I say. The same clothes every day. Yeah, I stink for for feminism. Yeah, and as a feminist, I reek of feminism. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. You're a feminist too. Well, I'm a feminine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say you better not sip on my. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't dare. We can, there's only room for one on this podcast. Yeah. This isn't the kind of thing where yeah. it's like, oh, I'm going to make room for you, Jess. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm no. making room for me, the feminist yes. of the program. Yeah. The and, program. And I'm sorry that I <laughs> take up so much space. Do you remember Do Go On? Well, it's back in program form. <laughs> That's not anything. All right. So that brings us to everyone's favorite section of the program uh, where we thank a few of our great supporters. You can mm-hmm. become a supporter, if you like, by going to patreon.com slash do go on pod or do go on pod.com links in the show notes very easy and clickable if that's what you like click the shit out of them click the shit hey hit that hit that link (laughs) oh i'm losing it (laughs) so uh the first thing we like to do when thanking our supporters is the fact quote or question section which i think has a little jingle here something like this fact quote or question ding Brag or suggestion. Always remembers the ding um, and always remembers the fact, uh, the last bit there sometimes. <laughs> uh, so the way this works is you sign up on one of those websites at the Sydney Scheinberg level and you get to give us a fact, a quote or a question uh, and then you get to give yourself a title. I read them all out. On that level, you get every, you pretty much get all the rewards. You get the bonus episodes, three bonus a month. We're up to over 130 up there now. You get access to all of those Instantly, so many, too many, wonderful moments. <laughs> Some of our best, yeah, best moments. Some of our best moments. Honestly, we've had, we do have a good time on there. We do. <laughs> it's it's when we stop being serious and we get a bit silly. Yeah, I love it when we're a bit silly. My favourite parts of our days though is lunch. Ooh. Oh, how good is lunch? We're coming up to it. <laughs> That's a good point. You saying we should hurry up? <laughs> <laughs> hurry up and feed me. So the first the red one. zone, and you know what that means. Oh, oh all right. <laughs> Double time. Anyway, we're going to thank uh, these people. <laughs> first up, we got Matthew Bohr, who's given himself the title of Champion of Whispering Nice Words of Encouragement into an iPod. <laughs> yes, Matthew. Thank you. That's thank fantastic. You. Thank you so much, Matthew. Do you guys ever just sort of have a feeling every now and then, just a warm feeling? Yeah. I think that's Matthew. That's Matthew. Oh, I thought it was piss. <laughs> no, Dave, for you it is, but um, it's more of a feeling in your heart. Do you ever have that? Yeah. Feeling in your pants, that's piss. Matthew, anything but a bore is what I call it. <laughs> oh, my God, that's good. 
Uh, Matthew has given us a brag. Yes, hit us. Matthew writes, hey guys, I've been on the Patreon for for a couple of years now. I guess that could be my brag. <laughs> and I thought I would use the opportunity to instead brag on you. If not allowed, please just have a very long, awkward pause. Okay, brag <laughs> on us. Well, I haven't read, I haven't, I don't read these until I read them. Yeah. So let's find out yeah, if at find. any point any of us want it to stop. We just yell stop and then we all have to be silent. Okay. And then we pause. Or yeah. yeah and that's... then I'll go pause. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> uh, all right. Matthew continues. After seeing the pod suggested on the weekly planet, I d- decided to give Dugo on a listen while on a long road trip. Road trip. After 30 minutes of trying to figure out who was Dave and who was Matt in the little bubble photo, I quickly became hooked. And after finishing the episode... Maybe the Sealand one. I loaded up three more for the return trip. After pulling over the car from tears of laughter <laughs> at the Mr. Hand segment <laughs> in the Wild Deaths episode, yeah. I knew I would be firmly on the Dugon train. <laughs> oh, imagine that. We're, on, we're literally on a beach when we were talking about yeah. Mr. Hands. Remember, imagine that being one of the first episodes you hear <laughs> yeah. of us. <laughs> Everything would feel a bit tame after that. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, these guys are vanilla. Who I are still they? think about how we were on that beach in front of a resort in Thailand, broadcasting out loud with a PA system. Yeah. Talking about Mr. Hands, <laughs> the guy having sex with a horse, and then there's people who have paid obviously a lot to have the beachfront cabins. Yeah. They can probably hear the episode on their yeah. Thai holiday. What about the people behind us who were having dinner on the beach? <laughs> Remember that set up every time? Yeah, probably going, what's happening? <laughs> what's going we were on? Doing, we did a stand-up show as well yeah. on the beach and it started raining and Tommy and Carl came to like relieve me because I was on stage and it started to rain but I was doing well <laughs> and I said, don't you fucking come out here. <laughs> if I was doing badly, it would have been like, oh, i got to start the rain. Uh, I, I want to go I want to keep going. Man. I'd love to go on. God, you know. Sorry. Well. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Don't you dare come out here. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> that was a good night. That was a great night. Uh, anyway, Matthew goes on. Over the past couple of years, you three have played have played on the way to some of my greatest adventures and also some of the hardest drives. In the background at work and in studying breaks while retaining jobs or retraining jobs. <laughs> what a funny idea to be... Think of work as oh, I'm retaining my job again today. <laughs> I show up to retain. Here it. I am retaining. Uh, no, by while retraining jobs, pre-COVID and post-COVID, all throughout, you three and the pod have brought a lot of joy in my life. Sometimes when I needed it most, I know I'm not unique in this, as so many Patreon supporters have had the same experience. But I just wanted to take the time to, in some way, thank you from all of us. You have truly created something more than just another podcast, and I hope you know the impact you all have to those who listen. Do go on doing what you're doing. <laughs> um, that's uh, I'm slightly uh, embarrassed of reading that out. To be honest. <laughs> oh my god, that is that's so, so nice. Thank you, Matthew Bohr. I don't think really you know nice. what a brag is, but <laughs> fact, quote, a question, compliment, or suggestion. <laughs> we will not accept compliments. Um, that is so lovely. Thank you for that. I think, you know, because a lot of it, a lot of what we do is not on purpose in terms of like, we're just um, three friends who find each other funny. Um, you know, there's not a lot of like, 
I don't know, scheming behind the scenes <laughs> of like, what are they like? Let's give them that. We're just, we just enjoy each other's company. So that's really nice scheming. that you've enjoyed it Not too. Not a lot of scheming. <laughs> Obviously we do yeah. a little yeah. scheming. Yeah. Just one simply must Oh, you must scheme. scheme. <laughs> oh, that is so nice though. That is wow. so lovely. Hey, Thank he's you. He's not even finished. He's got... Uh, he's got a line for each of us by the looks of it here. Dave, with the report cadence of a seasoned Dateline reporter, <laughs> many a report finished while in the driveway after being parked for 30 minutes. <laughs> Jess, when giving reports on an inspiring person, making you believe in humanity and want to be a better person yourself. Matt, even given the most gruesome reports, finding a way to find the humanity in the story and injecting humor. Bloody hell, That's Matthew. That's so nice. Wow. Thank, Thank you. you, Matthew. That's really, really, really sweet. appreciate that. Now let's get on to somebody just giving us a fact about calm or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need a cleanser. <laughs> um, I don't know where you're from, Matthew, but Australia doesn't have a great compliment-taking culture. Yeah, we're not good at it. Uh, although we seem to do it okay then. Um, the next one comes from Ben Johnson. Ben who was at that uh, yeah. Mr. Hands live episode on the <laughs> Lucky beach. Lucky Ben. <laughs> Appropriately surnamed Johnson. Uh, <laughs> he's given himself the title of Roman numeral designator LXIX. Dave, quick. Dave, LXIX. I know X is 10, I is 1. What's so that's, L? That's 19, something 19. Oh. Cardi's good. Uh. Anyway, Ben's asked a question. Oh, 69. <laughs> oh, of course. Sorry, Ben. That's very good. No, it's probably what he wanted us yeah. to do. Roman numeral designator, stuff. 69. Oh, I, was, I was like, it ends in nine. What's it going to be? Come on. It's What's, it gonna Come on. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? So Ben has asked a question. Hey, guys. At time of writing, the new Forza Horizon game. Well, Jess, this would be to you. Mm. Being our gamer. <laughs> I know... Dave has played that one where he hollowed out a watermelon or something. but uh, Fruit Ninja. Fruit Ninja, thank you. <laughs> Have you heard of Forza Horizon? Uh, yes. Great, well, you're ahead of me. Don't know much about it, The new it, Forza Horizon game has just came out and I created a Dugan-themed car to drive around this gorgeous recreation of Mexico. I've already shared this on the Facebook group, uh, but I require further validation from yourselves. Please so send us a picture here. Let me pull this up. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh, do I have to... Oh, sorry. Is it basically like a Pimp My Ride type game where you get to pimp out your car? I don't know. Because that sounds fun. <laughs> you don't want to drive it. You just want to pimp it out. No, I'd like to drive it to the shops. <laughs> Forza Horizon. There was a version of The Sims where you could have a car. That was fun. The whole family would get in the car. Go to the park. Oh, that does sound fun. Yeah, it's nice. That's how much you love a road trip, Bob. <laughs> Even sitting at home. There it is. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. There we are in Mexico. That's incredible. Wow, what that pic, that does look like a beautiful graphic. That is fantastic. We are looking at a, a blue combi van. I love a combi van. With a do-go on decal down the side, which oh, it's honestly my dream car. Yeah? If I was... 
a billionaire just to like drive around Put or just around to have it. for like road trips and stuff oh, I think would I'd you like, do up the inside so it was like a little camper yeah I'd have it like beautiful old upholstery but like you know yeah. nice and inside when I was a, a young teen my yeah. dream was to uh, have one with a, a big TV like from Pimp My Ride oh hell yeah so you play like Xbox or something in the yeah. back here and a beanbag mine would be uh, I loved the modern day V-Dub Beetle but I think actually what I would love if I had heaps of cash is I'd have an old beetle, but like do it up on the inside. Hell yeah. I love that. That'd be sick. I'd yeah, also got to be beautiful on the inside before you can be beautiful on the yeah, outside. That's so that's true. true. And that's my problem. True? I'm a turd on both. I'm <laughs> <laughs> poo throw and throw. <laughs> I'm terrible. I don't. I don't think anyone does say that though, do they? <laughs> Got to be beautiful on the inside to be beautiful on the outside. No. Sound, it sounded like it was something. Yeah, because the beauty was, just oozes out of you. It was nothing. Yeah, for me, I just assume that's how it went because yeah. I'm beautiful inside and out. Oh, I know. It's intimidating. <laughs> and you're, what did you say? A duh inside <laughs> and out? <laughs> but Ben, that is so cool. I think we should make an effort to share that on the social media. Yeah, that's yes. cool. I will try and remember to do that. <laughs> we are... Recording quite ahead of time. That is a note to Matt when you're listening to this. Uh, But anyway, I did say this was a question. Ben finished by saying, so now that travel's vaguely opening up again, what exotic locations would you like to do a Do Go On podcast from? (laughs) Similar to the Costa Movie Festival. Oh, that's nice. I have plans to go to Hawaii in the middle of the year. If you guys want to come. We will be joining you. To that. That'd be nice. Yeah. Could do a little pod on the beach of Honolulu. I wonder if we have any Honoluluian listeners. That'd be oh, nice. let us know. Um, where would we? Where would be fun? To I do know where Dave wants to do it. International waters, of course. Yeah. Thank you. I would. It's my dream to get us out on a barge. Yeah. Travel out the what I've researched is about three hundred kilometers off the coast before we get truly into the international waters. Start podcasting. Start gambling. My heart. Obviously. <laughs> <Start> gambling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously the, the whole podcast will be the rattling of dice will be sort of yep. happening underneath quite distracting we'll do a bit of a like a, a, a podcast UFC oh yeah yeah bit, I'd, I'd love to I'll do one I'll kill in, you <laughs> I know Over, overseas would be good I'd love to do one in like a, in a country town somewhere um, in Australia just in a caravan park or something that'd be fun you know like in a caravan park they'll have the barbecue set up yeah so we do we do a cook up on the barbie yeah everyone just like gets a caravan or a little cabin there yeah that's fun and we, and we do it outdoors yeah outdoors just in the yeah, I think something like that would be nice just a big fan of caravan parks mm, mm. Was, was growing up all of my favourite holiday memories um Ben does answer the question himself, as we always encourage people to do, saying, my answer is either Japan or New Zealand, both amazing places I'd love to visit. I'd be right up for both of those as well. That'd We're, be awesome. Well, New Zealand feels like it... That feels it's, more it's doable. Our, probably, I'd assume our next overseas episode will be in New Zealand. I hope so, yeah. And Japan would also be amazing. I haven't been to Japan, but I'd love to visit. And I've been in New Zealand a few times and I bloody love it. Love New Zealand. Uh, thank you so much for that question, Ben. Our next one comes from Sophie Shooter. Robson? Shooter. She, she, that's a joke at her own expense there because she seems to... She, she, she picks and chooses, too. yeah. That's all right. You one can be of both. those names is her knee. Yes, that's right. Knee Robson. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have a knee. Just got to change my name. Yeah. Is that all you need? I guess so. It's all you need. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sophie has given herself a title group mum. No, we're not nearly there yet. And if you ask me again, I'm turning this car mm. around. It's amazing how how many uh, road trip references have been yeah. in these ones. Yeah. Can I have a lolly, Sophie? <laughs> Sophie, I'm hungry. I want a lolly. Sophie has also bragged. Yes, Sophie. Sophie writes, Every year for Krishmish, I like to choose a crafting item I've never tried before and include it in my gifting. I've done crochet, candles, and cross-stitch. Last year, I made filled chocolates. Wow. Which was so rewarding, but bloody annoying to do. Also, what's your favorite flavored filled chocolate? Peppermint. Mine's, the si- mine's <laughs> raspberry. Um, peppermint for you? Yeah, yeah peppermint's very good. Caramel's, Caramel's great, yeah. Oh, Anything nutty? No, nah, not a fan of nutty. Peppermint for me. I think it might be strawberry. Like, I love a strawberry Freddo. Oh, yeah. Oh, love yeah. that flavor. Oof. Oof. Or the, when you have the Cadbury snack. I like the pink one, yeah, the strawberry yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. Um, when I was a child, I, I liked Cadbury snack as well. <laughs> when I was a little boy. <laughs> when um, I was working at, uh, I was working at a, a company... It's essentially like a tech startup. It was a very one of the biggest companies I, I would say in Australia, and so there was lots of weird little perks. You could go upstairs and just help yourself to like. Are we going to have little perks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think of Goose as a little perk? He's a little perk. <laughs> Actually, he's at the vet. His surname is Simpson. It's very upsetting. Anyway, um, uh, you could go and get like drinks, and there was always like chocolates and lollies and stuff. And anytime any of my team went, if they saw a mint Freddo in the gigantic bowl of treats you could have, they'd grab one for me because they were my favourite oh. and they were rare. And one, we had a we had a KK one Christmas and the girl who had me for weeks leading up to it hoarded as many of these mint Freddos as she could and then just gave me a box of them. Oh, think, that's, that's sick. That's uh, really thoughtful but also what a tight ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, she also gave me like a fun oh, mug. Yeah. But <laughs> She's like, yeah. <laughs> Great, I've given you something that the company gave, <laughs> yeah. gives for free. Here, uh, here's a handful of gravel I picked up from outside your house. <laughs> hey, isn't that nice? I put it in your shoes. You like gravel, don't you? I, I put it in your shoes. <laughs> I know you said that time you love feeling that crunch of walking <laughs> on gravel. So you there can you have go. that feeling anytime now. Permanently. Crunch time. I think maybe, yeah, maybe you've said that now. I'll say if we go on that variety pack, I'll have the caramella koala. Yeah, great. Oh, oh we're sorted. Oh, sorted. love it. Anyway, this that wasn't... Oh, that's part of the brag. But uh, Sophie finishes by saying, this year my homemade gift... W- w- so this was last year, last Christmas. Uh, I gave him a heart, etc. Um, as in like two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. <laughs> it sounded like it was ages Sophie ago. <laughs> was uh, made bars of soap. Ooh. I really enjoyed making them and I can't wait for people to start using them. Oh, that's that sounds like your mates are stinky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to guess this will read nearish Christmas. So I hope you three have a, a truly wonderful time. And as ever, thank you all for your hard work with this podcast and community. Uh, thank you so much, Sophie. It is uh, leading up to Christmas at time of recording. Sorry to spoil that uh, <laughs> bullshit riff we did before. <laughs> <laughs> we did not party together on New Year's Eve. As if. Yep. We're all asleep, probably. <laughs> uh Katie Clay's finally, uh, Katie's given herself the title, the mother of the sass queen. <gasps> My mum? <laughs> Mummy? Annie has a lot to answer for then. <laughs> Katie Clay's, what a great name, Katie Clay's. Katie's got a fact, which is, Ernie Dingo is a Yamachi man 
uh, Murchison region of WA, moved to Perth and took up an apprenticeship in sign writing and became a standout in Australian rules and basketball competitions across the metropolitan area before getting into acting. I once was privileged to see him accompanying Paul Kelly on stage in Broome, WA. Paul singing and Ernie playing the didgeridoo. Yeah. Bloody hell, Ernie Dingo. Uh, on the recording, I believe on the recording of um, Little Things, Big Things Grows, didgeridoo at the end, and it is Ernie Dingo oh, playing. Oh, shit. Oh, Because he's such a good actor, great presenter yeah. on travel shows. Imagine he loves a road trip. He's and awesome. It, but I didn't realise he was a... I didn't realise he was a handy footballer and basketballer. Yeah. And songwriter. So yeah. That's very artistic as well. Well, that's, uh, that feels like there's a report in there somewhere. Ernie, Ernie does it all. Ernie's awesome. On, um, so funny. On Simply the Jest, we had a story one time of a girl who, I think it might have been, the topic was like celebrities. Or, no, I don't remember what it was, but um, she was like two and they were walking along a pier and she like put her, she leaned over to look in a big bucket that had fish in it and she fell into the bucket a two-year-old oh okay i missed that bit. <laughs> yeah so it was like hello that's a funny pratfall it was not good no somebody, that's not good somebody grabs her by the back of the shirt and pulls her out it's ernie dingo Fuck off. saying whose kid is this <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was, every time shit, i hear ernie dingo now i'm like <clears throat> it's a great story that's she was like so it was good. ernie dingo that's amazing yeah Wow, you got to do a dingo report. Yeah, and re- and include that bit in it. I would love to, because you know some people don't even listen to the uh, everyone's favorite section of the show, which I know everyone agrees is weird. But um, <laughs> that seems baffling. Why wouldn't you listen? So they they That's won't. The bit. They really need to hear that story. Uh, well, that brings us to everyone's other favorite part of the show, <laughs> where we uh, thank a few of our other great supporters. Jess, you normally come up with a little game. We give them all a title or something based on the. The topic of the day, mm. um, maybe, yeah, site, what sites they'd see or instead of caves, Nick Cave and the Cave, maybe we can pair a, a natural thing and a famous celebrity. <laughs> do you we can come up with nine of those? No. We, can, we, can, <laughs> we could just do... <laughs> I reckon we could, couldn't we? We could just do the hometown of which celebrity they'd visit Great. on their road trip. And then I'll try and uh, see if I can get nine of the things I just said. Natural occurrences. If I can kick us off. Yeah, please. I'd love to thank from address unknown. can only assume uh, from deep within the fortress of the moles. Mm -hmm. Justin Lyles. Justin Lyles visits the hometown of Rowan Atkinson. Oh, Rowan Atkinson, eh? Yep. Rowan Atkinson. Um... (laughs) Also, uh, he uh, goes to the home of St. Kilda footballer Brad Hill. Okay. And then goes to a nice hill nearby. So, you could have used Brad Hill for another person and said hill. Oh, but, I mean, what, what's, what can I do with Rowan Atkinson? Well, what I tell you, Rowan Atkinson is from Concert, a town in County Durham. What about he went to a concert yes, in there concert? Yes, <laughs> They, and they obviously occur naturally. Yeah, a natural, <laughs> a supernatural amphitheater. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Justin. I'd also have to thank, uh, from a similar Fortress of the Mole scenario, <laughs> Phil Hyatt. Phil Hyatt has visited the hometown of Halle Berry. Ooh. Halle Berry. Where he ate a raspberry. Oh, oh. naturally occurring. It grew. I thought you were going to say ate a piece of Halley's Comet. 
Mm. <laughs> Crunchy. Kind of broke his teeth, actually. Yeah. Halle Berry is, of course, from Cleveland, Ohio. God's country. God's country, Ohio. Cleveland Rocks. Home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think. Hmm. Very cool. There you go. Uh, and finally from me, I'd love to thank from Sheffield in Great Britain, nearby Leeds, 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 I think. <laughs> uh, Maine... Jess, I th- this looks like it's got an Irish or Gaelic sort of spelling. M-A-I-M-A-E-N. Uh, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I'll go for Maine. Maine Gallagher from Sheffield. Maine Gallagher. And what you tell me the hometown, Matt? Sheffield. But where the hometown of which celebrity is she visiting? Oh. What is Maine visiting? Uh, Mr. Sheffield yes. actor. Yes. What's his name? <laughs> I can't even think of his. I'll have to do two Google searches here. <laughs> Charles Shaughnessy. Yes. Charles Shaughnessy, yes. From? Who is from? London. 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 Uh, and so what do we got there? We got London Ch- Eye. Charles. Oh, London Eye. Great. Naturally occurring. London Eye. London Eye. Eye of a storm. Yeah, London Eye of a storm. So he's seen a big... Uh, Mr. Sheffield. It says here he's the right honourable, the Lord Shaughnessy. Wow. Wow, two thus. Bloody does. The enough. right honourable, the Lord. Yeah. It's too much. Surely it's just the right honourable, Lord Comma, Shaughnessy. Lord. Yeah. Comma. All right. <laughs> All right, Jesus. What more do you need? Comma. Can I thank some people as well? That would be fantastic. I would love to thank from... Auckland, New Zealand, where we would love to go one day soon. Roy Salazar. Oh, that is such a good name. That is such a good name. My God, Roy Salazar. Roy Salazar visiting the hometown of Usain Bolt. Ooh. Yes, being struck by lightning, (laughs) which naturally occurs. Naturally occurred lightning. (laughs) Yeah. What is the hometown? Guff. He's obviously from Jamaica, but he was born in... Sherwood Content. There we go. Or Sherwood Content, a small town in Jamaica. Cool. Yeah. Obviously, well, you take a photo there, create a bit of content. Yeah. Yeah. For the gram. And then get struck by lightning. Um, thank you, Roy. I would also. This is the most confused version yeah. of this we've ever done. But it's fun. <laughs> we'd also love to thank from Sydney, New South Wales, Tim Everingham. Tim Everingham. Sydney. Yeah, Sid was the pre marriage name. <laughs> that almost works. Everingham. Jeez, Everingham. that sounds like a, an English shire or something as it is. Uh, visiting the hometown of? Barry uh, Crocker. Barry Crocker. Which I reckon's Melbourne probably, but I hope it's some great regional spot. Yeah. I mean, look it up, Barry Crocker. He is born in Geelong. 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 Second biggest city in our... Our first state, 86 years old, Barry Crocker. Geelong, the second biggest city. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? Mm. Stupid question, Jess. Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's what's one of the big things you go see in Geelong? Geelong. Cadinia Park. Um, If you're a Deakin Uni student, you have to go there for your graduation. Oh, fantastic. Just fun. There's a beautiful, uh, beautiful, they've done a lot of great work on Mm. the, on the, on the dock there. Yep. Beautiful beaches. There's a, there's a, there was uh, an ice skating rink there for a bit. Oh. Back when I was at uni. <laughs> this Great is going spot. back a while. Um, a few good breweries there now. Yeah. I mean, it's the second biggest city in the state. So it's it's a, you know, it's got everything you need. Beautiful spot. Beautiful spot. Not far away from Melbourne. Yeah. Just, yeah. 
Perfect. Close on the way to Bell's Beach and that's right. And the, the surf coast. Maybe the, the, you go there to look at a rip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go have a look at that go rip. Go have a look at that rip. Yeah, you're glad you're not in that. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> I'd be sucking you out to sea. Yeah, jeez. Swim between the flags. Um, so thank you to Tim. And finally for me, I would love to thank another another New Zealand friend from Wellington. Ah, the Windy City. Hilary McKay. It's a good Hil- name as well. Hilary McKay. Hilary McKay. Okay, Wellington. Uh, okay, uh, the hometown. I actually, I've lost. I don't know. I was just thinking of a gumboot. But, oh, but we've got yeah. to go with the hometown Paddington. of someone. Paddington Bear. Paddington. The Paddington. hometown of Paddington. Which Peru. Is, oh, Peru. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, darkest Peru, I believe. Yeah, right? yeah, I think so. Those movies. Like, you're like, these are kids' movies. And you watch them, you're like, this is the best thing I've ever it's seen so in my good. life. It's so they good. Are fantastic. Great plane movies. Um, how good is Hugh Grant? Oh, fantastic villain. He's a Amazing in it, he's so good. I'm like, oh my god, can Hugh Grant it was, act? It was because for a long time he just played one character, yeah. And then it's like people are like, you want to try something else? He's like, yeah, I'd love to. And then he's so Let good me show in you it. My range. He's so good. Oh, Hugh Grant. He's pretty good in the the gentleman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Another he is. sort of, a, sort of a weaselly rat. Yeah. Good accent work in that one character. So okay, Paddington, Peru. Having what are a, you having a peruse? In Peru. Yeah. Oh, Peru. Fuck, that's good. That is good stuff. That is good stuff. You absolutely know about that, Dave? Yeah, we can't get more specific there. It doesn't have a hometown. It was just in... No, I've tried to look it up, but no, it doesn't look like it. Peru. Dave, you want to take us home with thanking a few here? Yes, I would love to take us home by uh, saying a big thank you and shout out to from Canton in Georgia, the United States, Tyler and Mandy Edwards. From Canton, Georgia. Uh, when I've got Georgia on my mind... Ooh. I yes. can't help but think of those sweet peaches. Is that them? Uh, and Ray Charles. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm talking about Ray's butt. <laughs> and he is from Albany, Georgia. Albany, Georgia. Georgia. Uh, and uh, <laughs> there you can call me Al- Albert, Albany. Uh, I forgot what this. I forgot even what we're doing. Now you got to think like a natural occurring oh, thing. So go see a volcano in Albany, Georgia. Okay. And one of those famous Albany volcanoes. Yeah. <laughs> I just realised what we're doing. I thought we were doing puns on the title. <laughs> like a cave in cave, Nick Cave. cave. That's why. I, I, that's what I've been doing. So sorry, everyone, if I confused well, you. I, I, well, I haven't been sure for a while. I feel like we've uh, we split the party at some point. <laughs> to three different scenarios here. I'm not even sure. I, I don't think I've been doing anything at all. But hey. we're having fun. I'm sure that, <laughs> but I'm sure that's a great volcano in Albany. Yeah, for sure. So thanks, Tylee and Mandy. Uh, Mandy, I'd like to also thank from Orange in New South Wales, Megan. Megan. Oh, Megan. Orange. Uh, orange. Uh, Megan, obviously. What, what? What is it? Are we saying they're from there or they're visiting? Well, they're, they're visiting the hometown of which celeb? They're visiting the hometown of famous redhead Prince Red Redman. What's his name? Harry. Harry. Prince Harry. Who was, I imagine, born in a London hospital. Yes. They're all born in yes, the same one. That's boring. St. St. No. Mar- St. Mary's. There's something in there. St. Mary's. And he went to saw and saw uh, the that place where Mary appeared and there was the little fountain uh, that was healing, had a healing waters in France. Yes. I've been to the town. I can't think of its name. I have no idea. 
They sell jugs in the shape of Jesus there. They've really cashed in on it. <laughs> no, what? Go get go get the holy water in this Jesus shaped jug. It's exactly I reckon that's exactly what Jesus would have mm. wanted. Mm. <laughs> Wild. Uh I'll find that. Is it Ruane? No. That's Zachary. Lords? Lords. Or L- Lords. Pronounced different, I think. Lords. Yeah. Lords. Beautiful language. Beautiful language when said properly. And finally, <laughs> I would like to thank from uh, Braintree, which I've never heard what? of, but I love it. And I believe it's in Essex, in the greatest of Britons, Joe and Pippa. Joe and Pippa from, from Braintree. Braintree, love God, that. God, that's good. Uh, Patrick Stewart, where's he from? Patrick Stewart, because he's got Because I was brain. thinking of Salt and Pepper. Love it. Patrick Joe Stewart. Joe and Pippa. <laughs> Patrick Stewart was born in Murfield in the UK. Murfield. He's, he's Scottish, right? No, is he? Where's, I'll well, this is this is West Yorkshire, apparently. Oh, the, oh. That's where he's born, anyway. Well, apologies. I'm just going off Stuart, because everyone knows Stuart is actually a Scottish <laughs> name. I never really paid attention to it. I thought he just lost the accent. Yeah. Well, he's that good. He never performs. Yeah, exactly. yeah you've never heard his real voice. That's true. Isn't that beautiful? And what are we doing in, in uh, Patrick Stewart's hometown of Murfield? Murfield. Well, Murphy's Law <laughs> says you go tobogganing and everything goes wrong. <laughs> you fall in. <laughs> That's what happens. And who's going to pull you out? Ernie Dingo. Ernie Dingo. There you go. He'll get you. All right. We somehow brought that around to some sort of a, what we'll call satisfying yeah, conclusion. That, that felt like something, even though it was certainly not something. <laughs> Thank you, Joe, Pippa, Megan, Tyler, Mandy, Hillary, Tim, Roy, Maine, Phil, and Justin. The last thing we like to do is thank a few of our, or welcome in a few of our long-term supporters into the Triptych Club. If you're on the shout-out level or above uh, for three straight years, we bring you into the Triptych Club. This is a beautiful place. You go to ticket in once, you get a ticket for life. Uh, it's a one-way valve here. <laughs> you can't leave. <laughs> Don't try. Uh, Jess, you're normally um, serving a cocktail. What's the Trump family cocktail this week? It is uh, water with poisonous toxins oh, in it. You could have gone with red currants. <laughs> no, we are all like... going to have a psychotic episode together. Is it... I will be the leader. <laughs> Late theory, can you overdose on red currants? Is that possibly what happened? Oh, yeah, that could be so. It could be some oh, sort of red interesting current. Interesting late theory. But I'm all right, yeah, the- okay. We got Ribena. It's not even the right kind of current. But <laughs> no, yeah, all right. I like you being a cult leader, Jess. I really like it. <laughs> you guys have said many times I don't have the charisma no, for you've it. No, oh, you've got the charisma. You got you it. got the charisma inside and out. Where's it coming out of? If you've got a do, <laughs> if you're a do inside and out, it's out of do. Yeah. You're do out of do. Yeah, I understood all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you were spreading the Francois. <laughs> Uh, Dave, you've normally booked a band? Yes, you're never going to believe this. Trump Stomp. I can't believe this. Is uh, there a band called Trump Stomp? We've, um, I obviously book these bands months and months, if not years in advance with this big act. We've actually got Fallout Boy performing their fourth studio album, Folly Adieu. Oh, my God. they got God. an album called Folly Adieu. Back to back. Wow. Wow. I'd never heard that term before. Now, all of a sudden, Fallout Boy <laughs> are calling their albums it? Can you what? believe it? I cannot believe it. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was a massive hit, hit album for them because I don't recognise any of the songs. But anyway, still. Well, um, there's only two members here. Oh, easy day for Amazingly, Dave. Amazingly, same surname, <laughs> different continents. Wow, what? cool. Um, they must know each other, right? 
Do you think? If yeah, they, they don't already, let's well, they, introduce they them. Well, they signed up within a day of each other. Exact same surname, not a super common surname. Cool. Uh, well, Dave, you ready to bring him in? Yes, absolutely. Here we go. So basically, what I, my job here is uh, as a hype man, and uh, I hype up the new guests, but Jess also hypes me up. Yes. You're, if you're picturing it, these two people are going to be, I'm um, lifting up the velvet rope, welcoming it into the Trip Ditch Club. Dave's on the stage. He's hyping up. He's getting everyone who's already inside up uh, to give a very warm welcome. Obviously, that takes a lot out of Dave, so Jess... Um, give them a bit of positive feedback as we go. All right, are we ready for the, the big two? Here we go. Don't use the surname because you can't... Or do, up to you. Folly adieu, mm. go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that we didn't get to that earlier. <laughs> Firstly, from Forest Lake in Queensland, Australia, it's James Brennan. Oh, James Brennan, 10 out of 10. Yes, that's good. And from Orleans. You better hope they have a good first in- name. Ontario, Canada, it's Tommy Brennan. Ooh, Tommy Brennan, 11 out of 10. <laughs> Cop that, James. Ooh. James, come on, still a perfect school, man. <laughs> uh, thank you to Tommy and James. Welcome in. Make yourselves at home oh, yeah. and have a great time. Enjoy uh, Folly Edu. Back to back. And a little poison drink. Jeez, he didn't come in on a great week, but... <laughs> There's other drinks in there. Oh, all the other drinks we've ever said are still <laughs> on the menu. But yeah, okay, now there's some toxins in the water. <laughs> oh my God, you two always trying to bloody rein me in. So that brings us <laughs> to the end of the episode. Anything else we need to tell people, Bopper? That they can find us at Do Go On Pod on all social media. DoGoOnPod.com is our website. And um, you, anybody can suggest a topic as well. So if you've spotted something out in the wild, you've seen a post about something, you know a story, and you think, hey, Do Go On might like that, um, you can. there's a link in the show notes. It's also on our website. You can go suggest a topic. Um, and... Yes. Nailed it. Fantastically Nailed said. Nailed the dismount. Absolutely perfect there, Jess. And mm. all we've got left to say really is uh, do all that stuff. But until next week, we'll say thank you so much and goodbye. Later. Basically, what we're saying is Happy New Year, Happy everyone. New Happy Year. New Year. 2022, huh? How about it? How about it? Let's do it. What do you say we do a pod every week this year? Yeah. Ambitious. Change it up. Ambitious, but okay. <laughs> I think that would be fantastic I'll for people living, uh, living and listening to this in the future. I mean, it'd be hard to listen if not living. Um, you'd be going like, why are they talking about it? What's this New Year's? We don't have that here in the future. Well, back in the past, we used to celebrate the end of the year. Mm. Uh, with a, a, a party not called New Year's Eve. Now that you're, the end of the, of the world's happened, um, you don't do that anymore. Yeah. But we used to. So, you know, go watch a watch a video. Yeah, if surely. If you have those still. Surely there's a video of that. Yeah, go watch a video. Just Google New Year's Eve. And Actually, just Google fireworks. Oh, my God. It'll, honestly, do yourself a favor. Yeah, it'll blow your mind. So fun. And they go like, bang, 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 bang. So good. Really cool stuff. So fun. Really cool stuff. I'm oh, like, I bet cranky. you, I bet you there'll be at least ten fireworks tonight, mm-hmm. and if there's more, I, I'll be surprised. Yeah. But imagine, and there were like, I don't know, like a hundred. There's so many. Yeah. I lost count actually because they oh. were just like, bang, 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 bang. and they're all going at the same time as well. So it's like, I can't. Was that three, and or was you, that one that like 
does a big bang and yes. then little bangs. Does that count as two? I was wondering that too, yeah. technically speaking. But either way, I think it cleared ten. Easily, yeah, yeah. And did you notice that there, there were lots of different colours? Because I said, you know, I love light and that's one of the big things in fireworks. you got the sound, yes. but I love the light part. Oh, yeah. It's probably my favourite bit. Yeah. And I love how they sort of go out sparkly white. Yes. But imagine if they could do them in different colours. And that night there was red. Yep. There was green. Yeah. The list, the list goes on. Yeah. Wow. It was absolutely Did, wild. Was there a blue? I don't think there was think, a blue. No, probably not a blue, but I think there was a hot pink. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it was a red again, actually. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it was a, a warm red. It was a warm red. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.